I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. First things first, I'm the realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. You should want a bad bitch like this, huh? Drop it low, pick it up like this, yeah. Cup of Ace, cup of Goose, cup of Chris. High heels, something worth it, have a ticket on my wrist. Talking all the, taking all the liquor straight, never chase that, never. Rooftop like we bring him 88 back. What? All right. Uh, hey, welcome to the Black <laughs> Outdoors podcast. Your host, Rod and. Yeah, you can't even keep a straight face wrapping that, can you? Oh, she's so bad. She's terrible. I couldn't do the accent. First things, uh, cause I never first listened to things, the song. First things first, I'm the realest. Why you do that? How you do that? First things first, I'm the realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Oh, okay, all right. That's how you do it. First thing first, I'm the realest. I didn't wig it up enough. Uh, This is the Black Out Tips podcast. You can find us on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and Podomatic. uh, Celebrating Kwanzaa. You know how it is. Harambe, everybody. Shout out to my my Jews. Celebrating uh, Hanukkah. Mm-mm. Or is it Chanaka or Hanukkah or huh. Hanukkah? Huh. Uh, you gotta have a in there somewhere. Or Han nigga, whichever <laughs> one it is. However you want to pronounce we it. We appreciate y'all we tuning do. in. You know, we we respect y'all's holidays as well. We do. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's Christmas time for a lot of people, so uh, you know, they might not even be hearing this show this week. Who knows? Or maybe they just goofing off at work, so they can just kick it. You know, who knows? Yeah, listen to us and make the day go by faster. You know who's probably really enjoying Christmas right now? Who? All the Adrian Peterson kids. Oh, they don't get the best Christmas of all time. Mm-hmm. And you know why? Because they probably getting away with murder. You know they is. They you know they getting away with murder. He can't do nothing. Nothing. Call him by his first name and shit. Call him boy and stuff. What you going to do? Take my control. I call 911 right now. Please. Please. I, I, I triple fucking dog dare you, Adrian to say something ah. I'll, I'll be back when i feel like being back all right i don't i don't care about the street lights street lights to me is just a approximate time i don't even care about that mm-hmm. they get dark too early for me bitch probably call him bitch ah. <laughs> i go to bed at the real housewives go go off and no i'm not doing my homework fuck you gonna do about a little nigga right i mean all the motherfucking candy in here and ain't shit you can do about it bitch mm-hmm. yeah what you gonna do you want me to put the commission on the phone you want me, want me to get goodell on the phone see what else he got for you you know you can't even you know you're not necessarily in the nfl right now and you can only apply for reinstatement don't don't test me um but yeah it's uh christmas time and uh we're glad you guys could celebrate it with us and our ratchetness um the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. And today's podcast is brought to you by tweakedaudio.com. Go to tweakedaudio.com, get yourself some nice earbuds, pop right on in your ear. They got different size, uh, you know, like, uh, adjustments to your eardrum. So you can, if you got small ears, they got something for you. They got big ears, they got something for you. Um, they also don't really break. They're really durable. And the cord is like that flat kind that doesn't tangle. I mean, mm-hmm. they thought of everything. I love them. 
they have thought of everything i use mine every day y'all and mine still haven't broken and i don't know what's wrong with it i I thought that because they had a lifetime guarantee if it broke that that meant oh these must break a lot so that's why they have a lifetime guarantee apparently it's the opposite now the lifetime guarantee that it comes with is still awesome because i mean if it does break by chance you just send it in and get you another pair you know it only takes a couple days to get them uh you can also get 33 percent off and free shipping when you put in code tbgwt at tweakedaudio.com it's still christmas time you know maybe it'll get there a day or two after christmas at this point but you know they make great holiday stocking stuffers they make great gifts for people nobody's ever going to be mad at you for getting them a pair of headphones that will last them for the rest of their entire life right so i say go to tweakedaudio.com and use code tbgwt and hook your friends and your family up all right um hook yourself up i know you don't want to listen to them you got to go down there for christmas anyway you're gonna be on a road trip listen to us hang out with us we cool we are um all right we got all kinds of news so much news today karen just uh what happened well it was i mean well you know the shooting i mean we were here yesterday karen we did talk about some stuff yes we did uh when cops get shot you know things go crazy Mm. so everybody had to uh had to talk about it oh give their um their think pieces but they people be giving a think piece but everybody think piece ain't like handwritten some people like speak their think pieces and you be like oh this sounds like a think piece yeah well this is uh you know this is like more details are coming out stuff was fresh yesterday um they have details of what uh the killer um ismail or ismail brinsley did apparently before he went on this shooting spree or whatever uh apparently uh just prior to the shooting spree Mm -hmm. uh he told some um he told some people that were standing on the street that he asked them if they were in a gang then he told them to follow him on instagram oh and then he said watch what i'm going to do so um you know his mom believed him to have possibly an undiagnosed uh mental illness yeah i believe that you know another i mean there's so many agendas at work here you know what i mean like as far as like different things that cross over and intersect mental illness is one you know if you're having issues if you have family member issues you want to try to get them help this is an african-american community you know you kind of would hope that uh, we don't have that stigma still attached to mental illness or whatnot where you could get somebody, you know, say, hey, you need to talk to somebody about this. You need to get medicated for these issues, um, possibly, you know, start seeking treatment. Right. You know, rather than just, you know, hey, I thought he had something wrong with him, but I didn't want to say nothing. Yeah, you know? Jesus can work it out. Yeah, he had reportedly attempted suicide as recent as a year ago. Um, so maybe in a way it's a suicide by cop, like, hey, I'm going out anyway. That and also the fact that uh, across our country, people fail to realize a lot of the services to help people like this are getting slashed and cut all the time. So a lot of times, even if people do get help and assistance, they're on a a lot of them on the waiting list. Yeah. Um, He has. Well, we don't know his financial situation or any of that stuff, really. Um, He has no religious statements found on his Instagram at all, none whatsoever. So they kind of wanted to say that so that people wouldn't be like, obviously it's uh because you know he's a muslim or he's this is uh you know some sort of uh terrorist attack 
So people were worried about that. So you I know, they, I don't think it's a terrorist attack. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, obviously it's not. You know, we know that now, but oh, and this stuff was all coming out. Okay, nobody really knew if there was going to be other mm-hmm. things planned behind it. Right. So the um, now keep in mind, lost in all this shuffle is that there was a woman he shot right before he even left you know I, like I, I don't even i think he started off in like a different city like i, I forget what city it was but but he like shot a woman there mm-hmm. that's his ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. and then went to new york right nobody's talking about her yeah and it's yeah. like because it doesn't fit the narrative of protesters route this guy up and made him go kill police even though they really haven't found any affiliation with the protesters they haven't found any sorry they haven't found any affiliation with um any movement because it's not he was just crazy but when you're black you don't get to be mentally ill and it's that subtle part of racism that says Mm -hmm. you know like when people say well well al sharpton rouse black people up it's subtle racism because it's like black people are too stupid to actually have feelings of their own they're too stupid to personally think about things themselves so the only way they would possibly get mad is if for someone to tell them to be mad otherwise they just don't they're clueless they don't there's nothing that they get upset about uh, okay yeah mm-hmm. so a lot of people that are racist don't get riled up by a lot of subliminal things that are uh put on the air to them uh well as long as you're white but even then like they don't say that but even then even if they were to attribute it to that it's still kind of a false narrative people might you don't even have to watch like people watch a lot of stuff as confirmation bias like yes they do if i'm right i'm not saying all racist people watch fox news no i mean all all fox news watchers are racist but anybody that's racist is that's the news channel they're going to gravitate towards that's the thing i'm talking about so um i think people have this idea that black people are always you know sitting around docile and then al sharpton pops on tv or the president says something or you know whatever and that just that just apparently that's the one thing that set them off if it hadn't been for this they wouldn't have been doing shit anymore. and obviously white people are never viewed through this lens because it's always like white people are above that they're not like right. you negroes and they're all always looked at as individuals right right so um anyway um like i said he shot a, a woman before he even left um but all the police are concentrating on is the fact that he shot police officers right because that's all they goddamn matters to most them. of what the media is concentrating on the fact that he shot police officers right it's just become a police officer shooting and if all lives matter why are their lives more important than hers because you know their lives are more important that's that's she's a vet but no, that's not a reason why no that's not a reason why that's just, that's, but it's just you know like i think it's funny that we've decided that their lives are more important than everybody else's. No, I'm not saying that, but that's the narrative that they want to put out there because to the mass public, their lives are more important. Her life doesn't matter. And I also think her life don't matter because she's black. Mm-hmm. Um, so her life really don't matter now. Yeah, I, I mean, I asked that question on Twitter because I didn't see her picture up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, I didn't see her picture up um when when people were talking about it at first and it was just he shot a woman and then he left and then blah 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 and it's like 
so we just glossing over that he shot a woman because right to me it sounds like he was on a shooting spree and it didn't matter if he was a fucking black guy white guy green guy like white people shoot the police and we don't suddenly say stuff like let's police their neighborhoods and we're gonna get revenge and there'll be blood and all this shit that the cops are saying right we want to crack down and tighten up security yeah the cops are talking about you know and we'll get into it they're talking about taking new security precautions for a guy who's a lone shooter you know so why so if you guys are mad at mayor de blasio for telling his son to take different security precautions because he's a black male and can end up shot in the streets by a police officer for you know for misunderstanding then why the fuck are you the police with guns telling us how fucking scared you are now and you're gonna be protective of yourself but anytime black people say that it's an attack on the police and that means we want to kill them and we're anti-police and all this shit when we talk about protecting our children from from the fact that hey you might get into an odd situation with police and we just don't we just want you to know the protocol to be safe yeah because we don't want to have to bury you right that's considered anti-police sentiment and blood is on the mayor's hands for telling his son that think about that shit meanwhile the reaction that cops have had is like we're gonna be rolling in packs of threes we're not gonna be responding to calls as fast so you mean the same thing we tell our children the same thing we tell women when they go out alone at night right like so now so now you guys are you're scared of us but you don't understand why the fuck we would be scared of you because the thing is this guy he shoots a police officer there's a guy in florida shot a police officer yeah uh the guy shot the police officer killed himself the guy in florida shot the police officer immediately put in handcuffs yeah you don't get away with that shit but you can kill a black person and you'll never have to face trial Mm -hmm. so there so we have a reasonable expectation of fear if we want to talk about who should be more scared but i'm asleep though um anyway baltimore police released uh, their police union released a new york uh uh, at least a statement about the nypd shootings We are also learning more about the shooting that happened here in Baltimore before investigators say that Brinsley went on to New York. 11 News reporter Vanessa Herring continues our team coverage now live outside of Baltimore City Hall. Vanessa, Baltimore County Police say that they sent a warning to the NYPD. They did. This is a warning poster that Baltimore County Police sent to the NYPD saying Brinsley was in the Brooklyn area and had threatened to shoot a police officer. They sent that warning out after they named Brinsley a suspect in the shooting of 29-year-old Shanika Thompson. Thompson was shot early Saturday morning inside her home in Owings Mills. Police believe she had been dating Brinsley for less than a year. Right now, Thompson is in critical but stable condition, and investigators hope to interview her later today. Investigators in New York say Brinsley went to Brooklyn after shooting Thompson and murdered two NYPD officers before turning the gun on himself. The mayor, Baltimore Police Union president, and deputy police commissioner joined together to condemn the shootings. Union President Gene Ryan says not since the political unrest of the 1960s have police officers been so targeted. Part of the problem, I think, honestly, to keep it simple, is certain people, certain politicians and political leaders are putting gas on this fire. Like I said before, I believe it's a power trade. If we don't get a handle on this, it's going to explode. This is a time for all of us to come together as one community 
because violence of any kind is wrong and all lives matter, including those who put their own lives on the line each and every day to keep us safe. Now, Ryan went on to say, quote, this is an extremely difficult time to be an officer of the law. However, the members of the Baltimore Police Department are professional law enforcement officers who have received some of the best training available. We will continue to do our jobs with integrity and purpose and ask that the citizens of Baltimore and their political leadership work with us to restore the order necessary for their own safety and for ours as well. Now, as for that investigation into the shooting, police say they recovered a shell from the, the from the uh, gun that was allegedly used to shoot Thompson, and police believe that matches the gun that was used to shoot the two NYPD officers. Police say Brinsley does not have a criminal record in Maryland, and so far they cannot confirm any gang affiliation. Reporting live outside Baltimore City Hall, Vanessa Herring, WBAL TV 11 News. So. Um, what gets me about that is to say the police are being targeted. It, that's the kind of rhetoric that they claim black people are saying. Right. Now, when you do the statistical number, like two police officers have been shot in three years and it's by a lone crazy man who killed himself. Who is there to fight on this? Who are you retaliating against? Who are you scared of? Cause just cause he is black doesn't mean he speaks for all black people. You know what I mean? He's not part of anything. So what the fuck is this? You know, like this, the, the reaction seems so like it's exactly what they accuse black people of doing, except we have so much more data on this. Every four days, unarmed black person getting killed. Every four days, dog. No indictments. Nobody's getting indicted on this shit we have the so if you can be concerned why can't we is my question you know what i mean like why why is it why is being concerned for your safety something only police officers get to do you know all uh, nypd lives matter hey all jobs lives matter right all people's lives matter isn't that the whole thing y'all were saying whenever it was black lives matter it was back to all well if all people's lives matter then nobody's life is more important than the next person right so we should be mourning these police the same way we mourn everybody else, but we won't be, right? It's, it's so ridiculous to see the over-the-top responses from the police unions that sound like they're going to war with the black community. Right. You know, when you're declaring war and shit and talking about we're being targeted, like, you make it sound like this is a attack uh, from the black community on police officers, and it's just not. Stop relating it to protesters, you know? Because it doesn't have anything to do with protests, and I think that, in my personal opinion, a lot of the police departments across our country want to find a reason to shut down protests, and they want to find a reason to say that these people should not be out here protesting and shutting down malls and, and disrupting people's everyday lives. They shouldn't have to. So anytime anything happens, they have got to find a way to link the shit so that they can get people to pass laws, pass rules, pass regulations to get to the point where, hey, pretty soon you won't be able to protest or have any dis have any disruption of any kind because that's technically what they wanted right which is so cynical right like officers die and y'all want to play them like political chips to be like here's a way we can stop the protest and it's working it's working man right um 
so uh going into details on on this uh the shooter uh he uh he had uh some underdressed mental health issues and a lengthy criminal record that included convictions for violent acts against women mm, not surprised how I many how often is that a narrative around these people you know the, you have these issues against women and before you start to go do something how many times these sprees always start with killing the people in your house mm-hmm. killing killing your mom killing your wife killing your girlfriend killing uh you know like how often is that you know in our country you know and i think that's an extension of uh patriarchy i think that's an extension of men learning that we own women women are still our property Correct. and when they rise up or when they fight that or when they uh reject us like you have these these fools that go out here and go uh well well now i can kill you because if i can't have you nobody gets to have you because you're a possession to me right and a lot of people get into that if i can't own you or keep you nobody will yeah i mean a lot of people we just had that dude mm-hmm. that sorted his whole family whole ex-family together whole family and then killed himself with a sword like mm-hmm. it just so often these things start with you know lashing out against a woman if there's no better reason to investigate and be harsh on domestic violence um i think that's it domestic violence is a gateway crime yes you know how many times is something starting to house other things yeah uh so this new information counts among the evidence authorities have collected in the day since brinsley opened fire on official officers rafael ramos and wejan lu as they sat in their patrol car Civil rights leaders, lawmakers, activists, and law enforcement officials have decried the acts of violence and have take, that have taken place amid the peaceful protests of police killings of young men of color across the country. I, and I, I just, the mental disconnect between what these people are saying and what a lot of the like conservative right wing, uh, white voice is hearing is just amazing. You know, Al Sharpton says, hey, I want peace. All they hear, you know, they, you know, people say, hey, we just want the police to practice restraint. And they hear kill the cops. That's what they hear. It doesn't matter what you say. Hey, I, I tell my son to act a certain way. Now, think about this shit, though. We, The police, their main retort to any of these crimes, well, not crimes because they're not they don't go to trial right anytime a black person is killed by the police what do they do if he was acting this way he would have been okay if he wouldn't have been resisting if he would have had his hands up if he wouldn't have reached in his car if he wouldn't have uh you know he wouldn't have hit the officer if he wouldn't have stole that candy if he wouldn't have been walking late at night to his house if he wouldn't have had his hoodie up there's always all this shit so mayor de blasio says hey i tell my kid these things you know and then the, the police go fuck you how how dare you? You do basically saying kill us, huh? Yeah. How do how do you jump to that extreme? What do you want us to say to our children? What do what do you prefer? Because I don't know what to say. If we we can't tell them to be careful around you, but at the same fucking time, they show any level of imperfection, they are dead. <laughs> they don't. You don't get a second chance. So I don't know what the rules are anymore. You know, I don't know what, how to play this anymore. So, it, it, you know, it's very frustrating, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, they say hours before killing the NYPD officers, Brinsley shot his girlfriend. Some people say girlfriend, some say ex. I feel like ex because, I mean, she, he shot her. They probably broke up at least at that moment. Mm-hmm. In the wee hours of the morning after entering her Maryland home with a key he was not supposed to have, 
the sequence of events characterized a significant number of mass shootings according to analysis um uh former new york city mayor michael bloomberg's gun violence prevention group gun safety every time for gun safety that study found that at least 57 percent of mass shootings that took place between 2009 and 2014 follow acts of violence against women uh significant others or family members correct amazing 57 percent because they go hand in hand it think about that number starts there and it branches off another 60 percent if there's not that right there is your argument for why we have to treat domestic violence incidents seriously like so often you hear people explain it away it's their relationship you never know what's happening hey maybe it was just one time I understand, but let's err on the side of caution and just start attacking these problems like, yo, keep your fucking hands off each other. You know what I mean? Like, keep your hands off each other. If you can't, if you're violating that rule with people you care about, Lord knows when you get outside the house, you ain't going to give a fuck. Right, about people you don't care about. And also, this is just me. When you talk about this, this goes on to a bigger issue when it comes to males, just no matter the color of the skin, males do not males are taught to be strong males are taught not to break down and cry males are taught almost to be like a robot and not human and so a lot of this goes down to not addressing and not talking about a lot of things that males have to deal with mentally and when males start to crack mentally a lot of times they're not told to go get help or if they or if people tell them they brush that shit off mm-hmm. that you know that they, they uh, are told maybe you need to see a psychiatrist psychologist bro you know something's wrong you're not the same and a lot of times the way males talk to each other is not the same as females a lot of males see other males going through things a lot of they won't talk to them or address them because males are not taught to communicate the same way women are and it's just one of those things where a lot of it boils down to you're going to have emotions and there are emotional issues and emotional problems that males that males have as children that are not addressed and they carry on with them until adulthood issues with women issues with their dad issues with their mom issues with past girlfriends this shit is never addressed and it's bottled up it is bundled up and the thing about it is that it's going to come out that's the thing about emotions emotions are going to be released positive or negative they're going to be released and it's got to be a thing where a lot of males need to be taught that it's a proper way to express yourself without lashing out in anger because a lot of males is is lashing out like that's kind of their form of expressing themselves and it's not a positive way of expressing yourself this woman's not deaf she can hear you you don't need to raise your voice this is not your child or a piece of chair you don't need to beat her in order for her to see who you are as a man and a lot of times men feel like their manhood is being constantly challenged especially black men they feel like i'm being constantly challenged at home with with my girl and my wife i'm being constantly challenged at work with my boss i'm my, my manhood is constantly being, you know, stripped and, 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 and taken away from me everywhere I go. I, I can't, you know, be a man. I can't protect my family. You know, I got to deal with this. I got to deal with that. And everybody does not handle that pressure well. And that's something that's not addressed. And that's how you have people going home, beating the shit out of everybody in the house, then going out and killing somebody because these issues have not been addressed. Right. It's systematic. And we're kind of taught and trained this way right. you know don't hey talking about it is weakness right um anything other than violence is an expression of male emotion anger and violence pretty much the only things we have 
you know you can't be you can't ever be weak you can't ever be um you know can't ever be fragile you can't ever be um vulnerable you have to always be strong and strong always looks angry and and, and physically violent and all this shit um and then when you have so many people that defend domestic violence you know under the guise of if one put her hands on me like just this idea that hey all these women are just hitting men and all, the only choice men have of course is to beat these women and meanwhile we're covering up for a ton of situations that are just people that are abusive you know correct um, and, and 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 people use that as as something to hide behind the the mental issues and the emotional breakdowns that a lot of males have towards women there are a lot of men out here that have issues with women period i don't know if it's i feel like because i want to i Go after her because, you know, most, especially in a straight relationship, is the male seeks after the woman. You know, I feel like she has power over me and I don't want nothing having power over me, you know, or, or whatever it may be. And, and it's really, really sad that you have men out there that will say it's okay and it's all right to put your hand on a woman in any circumstance or situation. I know that people say uh, there's always an exception to these rules. And, and, and my, my issue is, is this. As a man, the best restraint is no response. As a man, the best restraint is knowing when to walk away. To me, that's more powerful than you picking up your fist and popping her in the eye. To me, that's right, more powerful. Because society expresses, like, it rewards that type of attitude for men. Like, it's very, you're more of a man if you're violent. You're more of a man if you're physically imposing on somebody. You're more of a man. So a lot of these dudes feel like, you're not just hitting them you're hitting their manhood and they lash out physically like they're not even thinking on the level of you know uh having restraint you know just we talked about it with the ray rice thing i, I mean um and, and the reason i'm talking about it in this case is because you know that was an act of domestic violence before he went out and killed these police officers um you know uh 57 percent of mass shootings start with some form of violence against significant others or family members uh, even if domestic violence doesn't escalate into a mass shooting, it is often deadly for the victims. According to the CDC, more than 50% of female homicide victims uh, happen because of intimate partner violence. So they get killed by at the hands of the people they love. Right. Uh, when violent spouses involve guns and disputes, the woman's chances of being murdered more than quadruples. Goddamn. Current laws uh, have done little to protect women against their potential abu- abusers. Uh, like I said, I watched this documentary on HBO about domestic violence and stuff, and it really just kind of highlights how hard it is to put somebody in jail for that shit. It's very, how it's hard very- it is to keep their family from intimidating the victim. Right. You know, how hard it is to get the law to care. Right. You know, it's a lot of shit to it, you know, more so than just uh, how people put it as a, well, she hit, she must have hit him or something. You know, it's always some shit the woman did, right? It's never, right. yeah. It's always got. It was a fight, and he won, so that therefore it's not abuse. Like that, people just as long as they can frame it that way, they'll run with it, even if that's not even close to what happened. Right, and and also uh, because it's crimes against women, and society is structured to really not care about women. And also, I feel as though. And this is just me speaking personally, and I know I'm not a man, but I will say this. There are a lot of 
men in age, but not men in but not men in the mind. There are a lot of grown ass little boys out there. You They're know what? Grown, but, I don't but even their wanna, minds aren't aren't there mentally. I don't, I don't even want to co-sign that because that makes it seem like somehow uh this isn't part of what a lot of people consider manhood. A lot of people consider that manhood. I've That's listened true. to men that you would consider men in every facet of their lives that somehow, you know, they defend Ray Rice. They defend, uh, they, you know, they always got these scenarios where you got to hit a woman. They got, like, they always find a way to defend that shit until it goes way too far. Like, you have to get to something crazy before they go, hmm, okay, maybe that's bad. And they don't even think they have issues with women. If I talk to them, they'll get offended if I were to say, like, yeah, you might have some issues around women that, you know, you're coming up with these scenarios in your head where you gotta hit a woman you know like you can you don't understand how you could have to walk away from something like sometimes or you don't have that power you know you don't have uh you don't understand how um you know uh like these guys are going twitter and defend bill cosby all day they they, if you talk to them they would think they did not have issues with women they appear to be men in their lives they pay their bills on time they go to work every day they they take care of their kids like but they're but so i don't even want to say they're less than men because that almost implies like you know there's some difference we can see in these people no these are your loved ones these are your family members these are you know these people work with you you know they're, they're right next to you you know they're not i mean i play video games and i'm i fucking you know understand you can't be hitting women so it's not even you know it's not even attached to manliness you know uh in my opinion Okay. That, okay. And, I, and and like I said, and, and maybe I should phrase it differently, but in my mind, I think it's a major disconnect. It is a mind. major disconnect. I'm just saying it's not, it's not about, well, you're not a man because you didn't do this. They are men. That's the scary part. They absolutely yeah. are. Like, they, a lot of people think this is manhood and it's that's not true. Not, and, not, and yeah and it's societal like it's not that, that's true too just oh that one guy didn't think no more people think this shit is manly than not to to be abusive um right because it's considered normal yeah i mean look how men treat each other you know look Correct. at the, the nfl and shit when that one dude came out i was like yo that dude called me a nigger and he's been kind of abusive i want to leave oh pussy see this is what the problem is that's how men have been taught to to handle our problems is mm-hmm. aggressive violence fighting right physical uh don't tell anybody toughness like it's, it's you're not supposed to have outlets as a man you're not you're not supposed to call your best friend and be like hey man uh shit is going crazy right here i just need somebody to talk to you. you're not supposed to be able to do that and that's sad because you, know? you are a human being yeah like that's a last resort before you pick up that phone to talk to somebody you can't be just calling every day or every couple of weeks or whatever you gotta there gotta be somebody gotta die or some shit um so uh it says um um oh it wasn't his first incident uh he, he's been documented committing violence against women 2011 shot a woman's car with a stolen 25 caliber semi-automatic handgun in atlanta while entering a plea bargain for that charge he revealed he had received some mental health treatment the decisions of that have not been disclosed it usually doesn't end well for the mentally ill who come in contact with the justice system while under psychiatric, I mean, psychotic or delusional state, they may commit acts that warrant police intervention, but law enforcement officers, uh, officials may worsen matters by punishing offenders for a violent act rather than getting to the root of the unaddressed mental ailment that caused it. 
um that's why the mentally ill population in prison is swollen to 10 times that of local psychiatric facilities uh police officers also receive little training in acting with the interacting with the mentally ill according to a study um so that's very true they'll treat them like normal people yeah although in this case i don't think that's i mean other than catching it earlier when he was in trouble i mean obviously it had nothing to do with these two officers they didn't get a chance to interact with him correct you know um Let's see. They lost track of him shortly after sentencing him to probation in 2011. He stopped reporting to his probation supervisor, failed to undergo court under order screenings for anger issues and drug and alcohol abuse, but remained active on social media, expressing anger towards the government and the police. He attempted suicide last year. And relating against the establishment, Brinsley still shows signs that he may have been struggling with his mental health, as shown as his expressions of anger and self-despair. Those negative feelings w- would continue to haunt him in his last moments as he alluded to the shame that his criminal past brought him on his final Facebook post. I always wanted to be known for doing something right, but my past is stalking me and my present is haunting me. Um, but yeah, like I said, man, um, it's funny because if you talk about it that way, if you talk about how, you know, he shot a woman, how he had mental health issues, how right. he, uh, you know, was on his, Facebook and Twitter. This wasn't a guy out here at these marching at these protests. This wasn't a guy listening to these people. This is a guy who just didn't have it all together. And if you talk about it in a, if you talk about him in a entire, like a whole, as a whole person, he becomes human. And you talk about his crime as a whole crime, suddenly you can't just say, Obama, Sharpton, and de Blasio got these police killed. And right. That's, and that's all people want to say when it comes to this. Eric Gardner's daughter, Eric Gardner's daughter visited uh, the memorial for Weijan Lu and Rafael Ramos. Um, I wonder how many police showed up at Eric Gardner's funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like police that weren't in her family. You know, paid their respects. I'm just wondering. Um, I just had to, I I just wonder, I don't know. Do you know that, that for a fact? Okay. I don't know that either. I just wonder, I mean, it's interesting. How many police officers went to the memorial for, uh, Mike Brown? I mean, visited that spot. True. Not trying to like smoke out protests, but actually visited and had a moment of silence. I just had to come out and let their family know that we stand with them. I'm going to send my prayers and condolences to all the families who are suffering through this tragedy. Uh, well, actually, I can just play the clip. I think she said all this to the camera. I just had to come out and let the family know that we stand with them. And um, I want to send my prayers and my condolences to all of the family who are suffering from this tragedy. Everybody's coming together to, you know, mourn the death with the family, as people did with my family. So I just want to let the, let the families know that my family stands with their family. I don't feel conflicted because I was never anti-police. Like I said before, I have family that's in the NYPD that I've grown up around, you know, family reunions and everything. So my family, you know, we're not anti-police. I feel like this was a mental health crisis. It wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with race or anything. It it was a mental health crisis, something that he was dealing with personally, and he didn't have the proper way to express his anger. He didn't utilize his resources. So that's uh, Emerald Garner uh, talking about it. She gets it. And that's the thing. People automatically assume that you're anti-police. She was like, no, regardless of the situation with my daddy, I'm still not anti-police. You know, mm-hmm. people just assume that you're just 
black and you're angry at the police officers why because they police officers and it don't work like that because they would be to be honest that you know if, if they a lot of people feel like if this shit happened to me i would be anti-police so it's hard for them to believe these black people aren't sitting out here talking about let's go kill everybody you know if you if you're so fucking sure that black people are talking like let's go have violence against police come out to one of the protests go online follow these people on twitter you'll see they're not talking about that shit Mm -mm. it's so ridiculous to me that that this is how things are being painted it's just another failing of the mainstream news and i'm sure fucking cnn will have a you know stop killing the cops special tonight you know to make it seem like black people are killing Mm -hmm. all the cops department of justice seeks benefits for families of slain officers attorney general eric holder is directing justice department to uh, expedite death benefits to the families of two New York police officers who were fatally shot inside their patrol car, the Justice Department said Monday. Yeah, it was funny because uh, on Twitter I said, you know what um, these unarmed black men that get killed by police don't get? Pension, death benefits to their families, Mm-mm. any of that shit. No, so, you're just dead and gone. Yeah. So, In fact, you got to fight just to try to get to go to court if it goes to court. Yeah, stop trying to act like, you know, the shit is just... It's all the same to me. Nah, it's mm-hmm. not really all the same. Holder instructed officials to reach out to the families of the slain officers to inform them of the program and offer help in submitting a claim. The department said Holder wants the family's benefit applications to be expedited. The department said the two officers, Rafael Ramos and Weijan Liu, uh, were ambushed inside a patrol car Saturday and fatally shot. Um, the suspected gunman ran into a subway station, committed suicide. The benefits are administered by the department's Office of Justice programs and are paid to the relatives of first responders who die in the line of duty. Um, so there's Eric Holder, the guy they all said, you know, caused this because he hates the police, apparently. Apparently so. He said it's okay to kill police, according to Fox News and all these other assholes, police unions everywhere. President Barack Obama offered full support and federal assistance on Sunday to the New York Police Department in the wake of the killing of two officers the day before. He's on, pre- he's on, president's on vacation in Hawaii. So he offered his, uh, condolences from Hawaii. Uh, he called police commissioner Bill Bratton. Um, surprised Bratton even picked up the phone the way they disrespect the president. Right. He also spoke to Philadelphia police commissioner Charles H. Ramsey, who was co-chairing the task force on 21st century policing that Obama established in the wake of the shooting death of an unarmed 18 year old Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. In his call with the New York police chief, Obama said Americans must reject violence and instead turn to prayer and sympathy for the victim's fam- relatives. It said the White House spokesman Eric, uh, said White House spokesman Eric Schultz, he says the administration will work with leaders across the country to echo that message. Yeah, it's funny, man, cause when you say Americans should reject violence, I hope they just talking to the police. Cause this ain't a protester problem. Protesters ain't attacking these cops. No. The president asked Ramsey, who has been outspoken in his concern over the shooting of the two officers in New York, to use the recently established task force to address the issue of violence against police and find ways to engage police officers across the U.S. The president reiterated his profound respect and gratitude for all law enforcement officers who serve and protect our communities, risking their own safety for hours every day. Yeah, because he don't want no problems. Uh, Obama launched the task force, because that's the thing that's funny about this. Eric Garner's daughter has to go visit that family. Mm-hmm. Uh, President Obama has to say that. Uh, we'll get oh, to Bill. Right. The, we'll get to Bill De Blasio in a second. He has to say this shit. Correct. 
because the way that they've drawn the lines if you don't say this you're you're basically saying go kill the cops even if you do say this they still think you're saying go kill the cops but that's you know that's another question obama launched a task force at the white house in early december as protests raged in ferguson um and around the country over the perceived uh, perceived overuse of force by police against african-americans proceed hmm okay at the time obama said he wanted to ensure the u.s isn't building a militarized culture within police departments he directed the task force to examine ways to build trust between police and communities and to consider potential changes such as the use of body cameras by police to record the activities on the job yeah i like the article said perceived (laughs) perceived uh president obama was on the record saying black folks and latinos are not making this up no so, we are not so you can take perceived out of that fucking article and shove it up your ass anyway <clears throat> uh what else is happening with this there was more news oh the new york police department union president the guy who's been so vocal and the blood lays at your hands of mayor de blasio and you know mm-hmm. just been completely over Sound the top like i'm here to start of uh, the dark night yeah yeah theme just, in the background they're gonna get ready to go to war with the joker uh-huh. yeah apparently he's the 51 year old president of the patrolman's benevolent association the largest most influential union of the new york city police department he might you might recognize his name over the weekend lynch blamed bill de blasio for the saturday deaths of two brooklyn cops who were murdered by a lone gunman from georgia that blood is on the hands he said at the press conference starts at the step of, steps of city hall and the officer of the mayor to understand why he would say something so wrong and inflammatory, you need to delve into his long checkered history of issuing similarly insane statements. His public declarations over the past 15 years are essentially pro-police agitprop. Cops don't, uh, cops can do no wrong while victims of their state sanctioned violence always had it coming. They are also a deep well of masculine anxiety, hurt feelings, and barely disguised racism. Here are some of his greatest hits. You want to go down his greatest hits, Karen? Let's do this. June 2000, he argued that Bruce Springsteen's song about four NYPD officers shooting and killing an unarmed 23-year-old man named Amadou Diallo was interfering with those officers' healings. Singer Bruce Springsteen has been performing in a concert, a song called American Skin. The title suggest, seems to suggest that the shooting of Amadou Diallo was a case of racial profiling, which keeps repeating the phrase, 41 shots. I considered an outrage that he would be trying to fatten his wallet by reopening the wounds of this tragic case at a time when police officers and community members are in a healing period. And I've let his representatives and press know how I feel about this song. Oh, so this dude's just nuts. Okay. February 2004, Lynch called the resignation of then Commissioner Ray Kelly after Kelly sat there, uh, said that there appears to be no justification for the shooting of an unarmed teenager named Tim- Timothy Stansberg. Commissioner Kelly gave a message to the 23,000 New York police officers that said basically this, take all the risk of doing your job, go up on all those roofs, patrol all those subway platforms, walk the street day and night, take the risk to yourself, take the risk to your family, but then when the worst happens, when there's a tragedy, that you will not have the backing of the New York police commissioner. 2008, March, Lynch claimed that an art installation called the Blue Wild of Violence that addressed police brutality was promoting hate. You can fill the museum with people of all races and ethnicity who are alive today because of the work of the New York police, New York city police officers, Lynch said in a statement, taxpayer dollars certainly should not fund any art that promotes hate. And that's certainly what this does. 
lynch added that the first amendment depends on the existence of police officers police guarantee the right of free expression to everyone even to the people who obviously do not appreciate the risk and sacrifice we make to them Never what? Mm-hmm. that's always the thinly veiled threat of we protect you and we'll stop because if you complain about how we do our job right like bitch you here to protect and serve and serve and serve serve it's not about you if you get if you're gonna if you're gonna hold that banner up and say this is for the greater good of society then we need you to have higher moral values right we need you to have the greater good of society type values that don't fucking attack people based on race they don't assume i'm guilty because you see my brown skin that doesn't uh that doesn't hold each other to those high moral standards when you kill somebody uh and, and the situation looks dicey we need that lynch defended a cop who was videotaped shoveling a bicyclist off his bike by calling the victim an anarchist in july 2010 <laughs> the anarchist was looking for a confrontation with police and found it in a rookie officer trying to do his job the best way he knew how the conditional discharge doesn't mitigate the fact that the New York City has one one less police officer today who could have served the city well. October 2011 he defended the widespread but illegal practice of ticket fixing as institutionally sanctioned within the NYPD and therefore the law. So like, hey, we've done it enough that it's basically the law, even though oh, it's illegal. Wow. When asked about ticket, fi- ticket fixing, Lynch said ticket fixing was conduct accepted on, at all ranks for decades. It could still be goddamn wrong. June 2012, Lynch pilloried the New York Civil Liberties Union for insulting NYPD officers by creating a smartphone app that let users record stop and frisk encounters and notify other users of nearby police activity. Our main objection is that, as usual, the NYCLU's idea is born of the assumption that the good men and women who wear the uniform of the NYPD and risk their lives to keep New Yorkers safe are doing something wrong. Frankly, that's insulting to the very police officers who provide the freedom for fear and crime enjoyed by all New Yorkers, including members of the NYCLU. February 2013, Lynch argued that the police department's disciplinary practices were beating down morale and over and overly harsh penalties. So, so as they started disciplining police, it was like, now y'all are making us feel bad about how we be beating up these Negroes. Mm-hmm. One of the so most. I know he was totally against them stopping, stopping frisk then. One of the most serious concerns this junior has is that the department's disciplinary practices have become way too harsh and it's beating down morale. Minor rules, infractions, or problems should be handled on a local level by an immediate supervisor, not treated like a federal case and sent to the trial room. There are many ways a local boss can resolve problems without resorting to formal charges and overly harsh penalties. Well, if they, because mm, the problem here is that if you don't do that, behavior is not corrected. Mm-hmm. September 2013, he insisted that establishing a federal monitor to investigate the police department stop and frisk policy would directly impact our members' safety. Police officers, detectives, lieutenants, and captains. Well, you know he's going to use this to say if, it wasn't for, if we were stopping and frisking. But they've done statistics to say that all all these other shit drop once they stop doing this bullshit. You talking about facts, nigga? Right. You going to come over here with some facts, Karen? What yes. You, the hell is wrong with you? I don't know. You're talking about some goddamn facts. Anyway, police officers, detectives, and lieutenants are captain, and captains are the boots on the ground in the fight against crime and terrorism. 
said patrick lynch president of the patrolman's union the largest in the country the establishment of a federal monitor may directly impact our members safety day-to-day responsibilities and collective bargaining and other rights so we believe that we should have standing to participate in arguing the appeal in order to protect those rights our right to harass brown and black people mm-hmm. november 2013 lynch accused the police department's internal affairs unit of wearing white socks and fabricating evidence to indicate fellow cops for fixing tickets so so the internal affairs people were basically like hey we just want to catch police that are doing some illegal things fixing these tickets because mm-hmm. we know y'all doing it and this shit needs to stop patrolman's benevolent association boss pat lynch showed up outside of court with about 200 cops and union officials and slammed the Bronx district attorney robert johnson and internal affairs johnson said johnson and prosecutors he said were tripping on each other and didn't even know their own case we do not believe this was a proper investigation internal affairs lynch declared is a white Sox entity that is constantly on a witch hunt they're unprofessional they never prove a case they don't go after real corruption they go out where the police officers are wearing white socks and then they fabricate from there they're not real professionals when the truth comes out these wrongfully accused police officers will be vindicated December 2015, well, Lynch blamed Eric tickets that you said previously today we could do right. Okay, Lynch blamed Eric Garner for his own death. I believe that we feel badly that there was a loss of life. Said Patrick Lynch, president of the Patrolman's Benefit Benevolent Association. But unfortunately, Mr. Garner made a choice that day to resist arrest. He also argued that critics were deliberately ignoring the moral character of the officer who plays Garner in a chokehold. He is the model of what we want a police officer to be. Uh, what also was also been lost is the character of the police officer Daniel Pantaleo. What's not being told is what kind of man and what kind of person and what kind of professional he is. He is a resident of this great city. He lives in Staten Island. He lives in those neighborhoods. He co- he's college educated here in the city. He's a mature, mature police officer who's motivated by seeing the community, serving the community. He literally, literally is an Eagle Scout, said Lynch, adding that the maneuver Pantaleo used on Gardner was a textbook takedown right by performing something that they said is illegal but it's a textbook takedown right just want you to know who the guys that's criticizing de blasio is mm, fucking insane so a lot of people are now mad at mayor de blasio uh i'm about i mean people that were on his side earlier black people at a press conference this afternoon mayor de blasio asked activists protesting the deaths of eric garner and michael brown to put their demonstrations on hold until after this weekend when rafael ramos and Weijan Lu the two NYPD PD officers shot to death on Saturday will be buried. It's important that regardless of people's viewpoints and everyone step back, the Bla- that everyone step back. De Blasio said it's time for everyone to put aside political debates, put aside protests, and put aside all the things that we have talked about in all in all due time. Our first obligation is to respect these families. Our first obligation is to stand by them in every way we can. I call upon everyone to focus on these families in the next few days. The mayor also took issue with the media, <sighs> blaming reporters for highlighting the small groups of protesters that are calling for or or, or supporting violence. Yeah, I don't understand why they're mad. They're going, fuck you. Where, where was this when all this other shit was happening? Nobody was telling people to calm down and give the family time to remorse. Nobody- well, no, 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 that's not true. When, uh, when uh, Mike Brown, uh, when they buried him, his family asked for uh, the protest to be held off for a day. His family, right? But no political officials came out and made that announcement, right? 
um i want to say a couple did i want to say like the president talked about it i want to say like a couple people did say like the family is asking that you know the protest be taken put on hold for a day okay i'm pretty sure that happened i can let me google it but i'm pretty sure we covered it on the show that uh but i know his family did yeah but them protesters is like fuck that yeah i mean uh at this point everybody kind of um talk like i think a lot of people feel like these causes are bigger than almost bigger than the deaths and i don't think it is that i don't think it should be that way to be honest i feel like there should be time for morning now i don't know about fucking taking off to the weekend what is it monday tuesday right now Mm -hmm. monday Mm -hmm. so basically he doesn't want any protests until next for a week that's not happening Uh, yeah i think that's ridiculous but if they were to say like the day of the funeral or something i I would understand that me too the day of the funeral i could completely understand and and i understand it's a um completely um what do you call it um arbitrary line that i'm drawing and it's completely emotional it's where i feel comfortable it's not really even a principle of it i feel comfortable that on the day uh that they put these guys in the ground i would understand if uh people didn't protest those days i would understand you know i would understand Mm -hmm. that being said this seems more like he's running back to i need to get this i need to look like i'm in control i need to look like i'm on the side of the police that's how Mm -hmm. it feels to me Mm -hmm. and i think what's funny it's gonna sound funny right but this is the shit that president obama was avoiding this is why you gotta always preface everything with both sides you can't just come out there and talk about even though he was right okay i'm not saying he was wrong even though he was right in what he said you don't get to say these things no you don't our society is fucking fucked up it's they're racist they're 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 homophobic they're sexist they're misogynistic they're xenophobic there's a lot of stuff in our society that is just flat out wrong and it is the majority of society Mm -hmm. so when you say these things people take oh like here's the thing protesters took the president and said fuck him because they felt he wasn't he wasn't on their side when he said hey uh i know it's not the majority y'all but let's try to keep peaceful tonight and Mm -hmm. whatnot right police think he's wants them to get killed in the same statement when he says please practice restraint respect these people's first amendment rights they have a right to peaceful protest I guess that's just the line you gotta draw. You gotta be have to be hated by both sides. Right. That's because what you de Blasio, know you're doing it right. Because when de Blasio got a little too much love from black people, he got accused of basically going out there and killing them police officers. So now he's running he's backpedaling like Deion Sanders to get up out of this, like, hey, 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 and I'm with y'all now. Now come on now. Yeah, I need y'all to protect me when I'm out here. Fuck around and die because y'all decide y'all don't want to do your job today. Yeah, and it's just bad fucking media. It's just bad fucking press that the police union people all turning their back on him together and uh telling him not to come to these funerals and shit like that like yeah so now he gotta back all the way back down like it's crazy but it's like a market correction it's like an adjustment back to the mean um and he has to adjust harder because he came further off message than the president did Mm -hmm. um and, and it will happen to you this is a country where you just don't get to be that way you know and he and you'll never catch a politician of any consequence doubling down you just won't 
he's not gonna like he has probably too much moral character to come out there and really go yeah fuck it i said what i said i still tell my son to be careful no not gonna happen although that's probably what we're all thinking like yeah them cops died that's really sad but now i'm more scared for my son because these motherfuckers might really think they need to retaliate right against a whole community that had nothing to do with this dude right now they're gonna start cracking down watch people twice as hard harassing people twice as much now because now since somebody died everybody's an extra suspect now that's what we're all thinking and i think right if you pay attention to these comments more than the headline if you read some of the stuff they say you always find that they are not against the protesters. They are not, Mm-mm. uh, they're like, they're not, they didn't just flip overnight and say, fuck y'all. They, no. But the headline is all most people need to go in. So that's, you know, that's all it takes. You know, I saw people that went from, yeah, he has a black son. He understands to today going, fuck Mayor de Blasio. He just wants to be grandstanding. He doesn't get it. He thinks he's bigger than the story. I, I saw that. Anyway, he says, our first obligation is to respect these families. Our first obligation is to stand with them in every way we can. And I call upon everyone to focus on these families in the next days. The mayor also took issue with the media, blaming reporters for highlighting the small groups of protesters calling for or supporting violence. They, my friend, are not the majority, Bill de Blasio says, of the anti-cop protesters. Stop portraying them as the majority. So right there, he's still on your side. He's saying the same thing we're saying. Hey, the, the people that are violent, they're not the majority of the protesters. And a guy like this isn't even a, in, in that group of people anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Danielle Tcholikian, she said, de Blasio says protesters who do KKK chants are not the majority, are just the few who want conflict. You guys enable that, saying that to the media. Bill Bratton said can you point me can you point to me one mayor who has not been battling with the police union in the last 50 years not one uh brinsley was at union square protest but just watching bratton and boy say so he wasn't participating in it um so yeah man it's just you know this it's like they have to humble you when you like andre 3000 said well, let me hold it down because he shut you down when you speak from your heart like the end of the day they gotta humble these guys they gotta humble the president when he talks about trayvon or if he says someone acts stupidly they got to humble de blasio if he talks about his black son and how he worries about him they have to humble you for speaking the truth right and the people that speak the truth and that can do it freely guess what y'all they're not fucking elected officials not the same yeah i mean you you i mean it's hard to get elected speaking the truth, dog. Right. Like I, I nothing more respect for for these for De Blasio and for Obama, man, because you're just not gonna be able to talk mm. the way that we get to talk. Right. You're just not gonna be able to because they're gonna make they're going to lie on you. Basically, they just lied on the president. They lied on De Blasio. They lie on Al Sharpton. They lied. They just lied. These people incited this violence and killed these police officers that's the story it's crazy right no matter what happened that's the story yeah fox news is running out there with it this this guy who's the head of police union is running out there with it i guarantee cnn is going to at least frame it that way so they can have the discussion at least you know it's, it's sad two people died and they're just like how can we capitalize on the pandemonium right how can we get these clicks and views and get people to watch us for 24 hours uh speaking of police abusing their authority a dallas police officer is uh was arrested 
he's in charge of allegedly forcing a woman to perform sex acts while he was on duty you just wonder how often this happens a lot a lot a lot so i guarantee you more this happens than is ever reported a lot especially with officers knowing all the shit that's happening now as a woman a lot of women going i like to i could i i couldn't even predict the amount of women that's probably been sexually assaulted and raped especially brown women because a lot of times you particularly come out they're definitely not going to believe you they're not going to believe a woman period but you is even worse because odds are you probably committed a crime anyway mm. you mean people think you committed a crime right when they see you. okay all right i just want to clarify because you're not saying they committed no, a crime. No, not, not okay. that you committed a crime. It's already a preconceived notion right. that you have already committed a crime in the first place. According to the Dallas Morning News, police arrest, uh, police arrested officer David Katner on Sunday around 1.20 a.m. An arrest warrant obtained by paper, by the paper said that Katner had sexually assaulted a woman three times. The woman said that Katner had shown her warrants for her arrest, told her that he knew where her daughter lived. The warrant stated that Katner was wearing his Dallas Police Department uniform and driving a marked patrol car when the assault occurred. It also stated that the officer kept his hand on his service weapon while he forced the, uh, the victim to perform oral sex, uh, uh, sex act on him, so probably oral sex. Mm-hmm. The woman felt that she had to comply because Katner had threatened her safety and the safety of her daughter. Right. Officials of the Dallas Police Department said Katner was accused of making prostitutions, prostitutes perform sex acts. It was not immediately clear, however, that the victim was a prostitute. Katner, yeah, that's another thing they do. Target sex workers because people don't care about them. Right. So a lot of serial killers will do that too. They target black sex workers on purpose. Now we don't know the race of this woman, but they target black sex workers and serial killers will because they can get away with more of them before people come looking. Right, because a lot of times they figure out nobody cares about you and you don't want it. This is why I am strongly for sex workers' right. If 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 it was up to me, you would sex workers would get paid per hour. You would have uh, what they call them brothels where you can go in there and pay by the hour and get taxed. Mm-hmm. They get tips. They would have rights. They would have fucking human resources because it's one of those things where, guess what, people? You can't stop the shit. You might as well profit off of it. Yeah, he's basically on some bad lieutenant shit. Uh, Katner was placed on administrative leave and booked into the Dallas County Jail. His bond was set at $50,000. Investigators are seeking other potential victims in the case. Yeah, because I guarantee there's more. Yeah. You don't yeah. do something like that once. No, you don't. You know, um, but yeah. And and as a woman, that's a fear whenever you get pulled over by the officers, especially if you're in the car by your goddamn self. Like, you know, that's a fear being a woman that, okay, you know, what's going to happen? You know, am I going to be charged with anything? And then you go, go, okay, is there going to be an assault on me? Not only an assault physical, but... Assault assault sexually yeah mm-hmm. like like that that's real for women of course yeah i i understand yeah i definitely would understand man i think uh, uh sarah silverman said it best she said being a woman's like being in a, a horror film but like all the time all the a time. thinly veiled 11 page long fantasy about raping game developer zoe quinn titled roughed up by hashtag gamer gape g-a-p-e has been made available for purchase on amazon kindle download the description is Zeta Quimby is a controversial video game designer who may have crossed the line. The book description reads where her latest game offends the nation. Five upset players decide to teach her a lesson. This gang of gamers decides to give Zeta uh, 
of peace of their mind and much more so it's spelled the, in the description you got a typo damn mm, i could imagine how bad your book is then his target audience consists of fans of group action who fantasize about being brut, brut, brutality oh brutality taken so not brutally fans of group action who fantasize about being brutality taken by men who can't understand the word no which is a similar scenario similar to many of the threats Quinn received herself from members of the Gamergate community. As one reviewer of the book noted, it's all about selling rape fiction of game developers, ethical rape fiction. That is, it was, you know, it's about the, it's about the gay, it's about the ethics and journalism guys. Quinn herself noted the book Friday morning and tweeted. So, um, someone selling rape fanfic of me on Amazon TW, obviously, um, uh, I guess trauma warning. Have, having your trauma be fetishized and sold to people who wish they could re-victimize you is not an occupational hazard I signed up for. An Amazon representative told Raw Story that the book, of whose existence she only just became aware, appears to violate Amazon Kindle's direct publishing content guidelines, which indicate both that we don't accept pornography or offensive depictions of graphical se- graphic sexual acts, or other offensive content, which is they define as what we deem offensive is probably about what you would expect. The title was removed by Amazon minutes after the story broke, spoke, and they spoke to an Amazon representative. Gamergate is, however, taking credit for having the title removed. <laughs> oh, these guys are the fucking worst. Amazon, so he, the Gamergate person responded, uh, why not credit Gamergate for helping get it removed? Okay. Fuck you. Right. Y'all wrote the raw story, um, article, and y'all called the woman and talked to her personally? No. These motherfuckers are crazy. Um, anyway, uh, so apparently, uh, I saw this on my timeline yesterday. Q-Tip from Try Call Quest mm-hmm. basically tried to school Iggy Azalea, um, on some, uh, you know, on some, on some hip hop history because, you know, people feel like, hey, she just, doesn't respect black culture and people are mad at her for swagger jacket. You know, I we play what her voice sounds like. You can I'm still in the murder business, I can hold you down. Like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. You should want a bad bitch like this. Huh? Drop it low and pick like it up just like this. Yeah. Cup of ace, cup of goose, cup of Chris. I heal something worth a heavy ticket on my wrist. On my wrist. Taking all the little straight, never so that's how she talks right yeah. rapping's terrible oh that's how she raps i mean yeah that beat goes hard she don't talk like that her that regular beat, that beat not even that good to i me. like the beat really yes of all the shit that you hate <laughs> I, that i play on the show you like that that's amazing to me um her rapping is terrible yeah I, i'm i'm really blown away i think that beat's terrible don't 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 Song, I just like the bass in it. Casio, my first fucking <laughs> Casio beat. keyboard. Yeah, yeah. they are better first. beats now. I ain't, I ain't said it's the best beat in the whole wide world. No. Okay, whatever. I, I mean, hey, look, I'm not telling you. You like it, I love it. Fuck it. But <laughs> I just think that's crazy. There's many better beats than that. Um, here is uh, her talking in an interview with MTV. Just decided I would like to have a music career when I was about 14. And I remember I thought I could probably get a record deal in a year. That was what I thought. It takes a year. It's pretty easy. And um, I thought, all they have to do is see my potential. So I'll record three songs. 
And I'll send this three-song demo to a label. I'll send it to every label, and one of them will pick me. That's what I thought in my insane mind when I was. That's how she talks to interviews. Fourteen, and I thought that would be a great idea, but I didn't. Uh, get a record deal until I was 22, so it took a, a lot longer, but I had big dreams. I grew up in Australia in a place called Mullumbimby, and it's a small... All right, so, as you can see, people, that's a lot of that yeah, is just kind of people feel like she's fake, and right. for the record, I don't think she gets it much harder than, like, say, when Rick Ross was revealed, he was a fucking, used to be a police, uh, a, a prison um, guard or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think she gets it much harder than that. It was a running joke, and people continue to. It'll always be a running joke. It will be. Uh, anytime you find out to be some fake ass motherfucker, they're gonna get you. That's hip hop. That's one thing it has over every other genre of music, in my opinion. True. Iggy Azalea, uh, Q-Tip was tweeting to her: "Hip hop is an artistic, socio-political movement culture that sprang from the disparate ghettos of New York in the early '70s." Coming off the heels of the civil rights movement and approaching the end of Vietnam War, it was a crossroads for America. You are now, uh, especially for blacks in the U.S., our neighborhoods were proliferated with the rush of heroin. You are, uh, now you are fulfilling your dreams, but you may, you have to take into account the history as you account the history as you move underneath the banner of hip hop. As I said before, hip hop is fun. It's vile. It's dance. It's traditional. It's lighthearted, but one thing it can never detach itself from, uh, let's see, uh, how you look. Isn't, isn't that crazy? I say this to say you are, you are a hip hop artist who has the right to express herself however she wishes into the field you are in. I say this in the spirit of her hopeful, healthy dialogue that maybe one day we can continue. I've been on Twitter a long time and this will pretty, will probably be my last series of tweets pretty much, but I'm cool with it as long as I got to share with you. What's up? Peace. Um, here's the thing. Um, I don't think she's tweeted since this. That wouldn't be surprising. It wouldn't be surprising that she didn't even control her Twitter account. Yeah, no, she does because I've seen her say oh, other okay. shit. But um, I think that was 20 hours ago. At least. Uh, no, two days ago. December 20th. And, um, yeah, she, I think her last tweet was some shit like, you know, uh, just got off tour with so-and-so or something like that. You know, like there was no, oh, thank so you, Q-tip. I appreciate the lesson or, you know, I'm trying to respect people. None of that. Oh, so this is why people were joking how she was going, Q-tip who? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's where them jokes was coming from yeah uh let's see oh she started writing tweets okay so earlier today when i checked she hadn't said anything since december 19th so let's see what she said today uh thanks lupe and will i am for what you guys said it was really nice i appreciate it <laughs> lupe and will i am i don't know what they said but come on <laughs> yeah. most people learn every and anything they can about the subjects they are passionate about i'm no different I find it patronizing to assume I have no knowledge of something I'm influenced by, but I've also grown up with strangers assuming it, assuming that. So it's completely fine and I'm used to it by now. I don't lose any sleep over it. I'm also not going to sit on Twitter and play hip hop squares with strangers 
to somehow prove i deserve to be a fan or or of or influenced by hip-hop i would have to be an idiot or incredibly bored to think that would change anyone's already submitted opinion of me i'm neither how you feel about me blending musical genres together doesn't bother me no one is going to make you support or buy pop rap albums it's entirely up to you what you support and are interested in thanks if you are interested in me and enjoy my music i love to hear that now if you guys don't mind i'm on my christmas break and joining with people i actually know in real life you should do the same it's the most magical time of year and be it a slow news week uh i it still seems a waste of time to spend it aimlessly trolling my account um merry christmas see you in a new year peace and love hugs and kisses and uh she retweeted someone that says i'll see you and be more may got my tickets hugs and kisses love you she said also i just want to say where the fuck is my man lol i gave him a car i haven't seen his ass since all day ha 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 rude ass so i guess she's talking about nick young swaggy people probably out in them streets man but um mm-hmm. so that's her response um to it ti responded before she did uh ti of course is like the guy who like i guess she signed to or some shit like that mm-hmm. somehow manages her career i don't know what in what capacity exactly neither uh so he says yes at iggy azalea at q-tip the abstract all these facts are true this is useful info to absorb as you find yourself in the midst of several people by the way i hate it's just me maybe i hate motherfuckers that type in ebonics not because i have a problem with the black vernacular i don't have any problem i hate it because it's more difficult to that, type in slang then to just fucking say it correct and it's not like you're using it slang wise like Mm-mm. you in the midst of you're like come on ti yeah. we know how you sound it's okay to type correctly we i'm still hearing it in your voice you can type it correctly i'm still gonna hear that southern twang and all that right. shit may you who you may not share many things in common with besides hashtag hip-hop understanding pl- the plight assists you in knowing how to accept common respect and live in harmony even with a boatload of similarities also what i think my big bro kind of left out is that our people blacks in america and hip-hop have had much less qualified white people come along and manipulate our culture for me for their own personal gain this laid this led to an almost incoherent overly defensive paranoid sense of all white people want to steal our shit mentality now as difficult as this is to believe we think all white people who do our shit gotta kiss our ass or we don't like them they shady lol no pun intended but me knowing you eminem and a handful of other just so happen to be white people who were inspired by the culture allowed me to see that not all white people are out to steal our culture there are some that merely wish to contribute to it and i'd be less than me if i didn't say that if we don't allow you guys the same rights and respect we know we deserve in other areas of humanity we all just a bunch of hypocrites and that's not hip-hop so in a nutshell absorb the info apply it where uh most useful and above all keep shining follow your heart and stay true to who you are (laughs) by the way i'm just laughing at how few retweets there are compared to when i went on um iggy azalea's Mm -hmm. uh twitter page like she had millions and thousands of retweets right 
i don't think tip has a thousand on any of these yet and mm. that's crazy right you know but it tells you how much big it tells you why he does what he does she's much bigger than him at this point and she works for him and he knows this i know you don't deserve all the negative shit that comes your way but like i told you before it just kind of comes with the territory when you gain so much positive attention so fast it all balances out i know you've been broke hungry and disgusted before so i know you know just like i do it could be a lot worse if this all you got to put up with sacrifice to earn our very above average lifestyles fuck it we up like a motherfucker hustle gang over everything so. yeah because i didn't hear that last ti album but everybody said it was fucking garbage yeah well you gotta you know you gotta do what you gotta do man and like i said i'm not i feel kind of weird on the outside because i just don't think she's that controversial or that big of a deal mm-hmm. to me i really don't care i know that might sound big i think she's but... putting on an obvious fake black scent and that mm. shit is whack yes but i think people are more upset not with her personally but with her the attention she gets right from mainstream media sources and if anyone who follows this show already knows we don't watch the emmys we don't watch the grammys we don't mm-hmm. watch any of these no. award shows because they typically have no, no fucking interest in us no interest no interest mm-hmm. at all and the person who wins the hip-hop award for the grammys almost is always somebody that's not of the culture or not very good right they played on mainstream radio yeah they just found a way to cross over somehow very mm-hmm. rarely does the two connect where it's actually an artist you can respect and uh and uh good music very very rarely correct rarely. so I, I guess i've just never felt you know i've just and i just i just never followed her enough to really Mm-mm. have enough invested to be offended on a on a more than a just yeah uh, she's annoying yeah, and move I, on level I, I, I don't take it personal because i'm fancy that's the only motherfucking song i think i've ever heard of her and I, I if people listen to the show i didn't even know about that song for a long time i didn't even mm-hmm. i heard it on, on a, like a apple commercial or something i had no idea who sang that that's the first time i heard that song yeah i'm sure it was like a phone and i thought it was shit. whack when i saw it then I, and I've, i'll just fast forward to change the channel like i just never knew that she was a big deal uh azalea banks has a new ally in her ongoing occasionally hilarious twitter feud with rapper iggy azalea um collective the collective hacking organization anonymous which is threatening to release steals of an alleged azalea sex tape unless she publicly apologizes to azalea banks so they say they're gonna release uh the sex tape now truth the the thing about the sex tape is apparently she was underage so supposedly when it was filmed Oh, so, so they're gonna release steals from the sex tapes pornography yeah um so i don't know what the deal is with this then they say they're not gonna release the whole sex tape because they have standards or some stupid shit like that yeah i don't know man this shit just seemed like some motherfuckers gonna end up in jail right over some dumb shit trying to fuck with her or just maybe it's an empty threat because sometimes they uh um do these empty threats or whatever and you know sometimes they're wrong about stuff like they were with some of the stuff with ferguson so mm-hmm. you know maybe they're talking and they just don't know but i don't know man like all this because it's so weird because all of this is because iggy azalea doesn't care about black people i don't want her it's like the same thing with lena dunham i don't want or need you to talk about me right because if you do it's probably not going to be 
yeah done yeah, properly yeah i i'm more i'd be more ticked off at black people that co-sign her that like i would be more mad at tip at tip than i was at iggy if if i was gonna get mad well i'd be more mad at you know artists that work with her than i would you know her like she's she just, just doing her thing she's doing right. the yeah she's doing the best she can with a little bit of talent she has correct she's imitating a black person and going out there and selling Getting it the big ass and, and white people love it because she white dog right. white people love that shit they love anything black as long as it's safe to them right like white skin seems safe so she's not dangerous you know uh she was like <laughs> if she was black man they'd be like she is hurting feminism and shit but uh yeah you know yeah, Iggy's, they, Iggy's a pop rapper man Iggy uh, pop they attack her like they attack Nikki mm-hmm. uh let's talk about some gay stuff guys uh there's a Republican candidate who uh wanted to talk about these gays he said that he knows gays like animal sex care what yeah you know how they do you know how these gays do Mm-mm. they love the animal sex uh his name is John Reese Evans He's a candidate with Britain's right-wing UK Independence Party. Um, and there's a clip of him. That's what it means, isn't it? Because they are complicated sentences. Okay, he has an accent. Hold on. It says, that's what it means, isn't it? They are complicated sentences, aren't they? Um, I guess um, he's, he was uh, uh, talking about he knew the LGBT people like to have sex with animals because a homosexual donkey tried to rape his horse. During a protest, ah! during a protest against the UK Independence Party, a demonstrator asked him if he agreed with another member of his party who asserted that some homosexuals prefer sex with animals. Actually, I've witnessed that. I've got a horse, and it was there in the field, and a donkey came up, which was male, and I'm afraid tried to rape my horse. The candidate said that he had to give my horse a slap to protect the donkey from being bitten on the neck. Reese Evans opined that the theory that gays enjoy sex with animals is obviously correct because a homosexual donkey prefers his male horse. What? Mm-hmm. The candidate, however, did leave the opinion to open the possibility that it was all just a bizarre coincidence. I would play the video. He got a weird accent. I don't know if y'all can understand it, but I'll play it now. Let's try this one. Some homosexuals prefer sex with animals. Do you, do you understand the context Actually, of the situation? I've witnessed that. Yes. Man, they even the people filming it are like, you're about to say something incredibly stupid. We're already laughing. And let us warn you, we are putting this on YouTube. And he's like, let me keep saying this stupid shit. Yes, please, insult us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell me as well. Yeah. I, 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 spent, I spent all night writing this. I'm ready to be amazed here. Yeah, here we go. I think I was personally quite amazed. I got a few things. Okay, there was a donkey who came up. Ah, too much going on in the background. You got to find a party. Yeah, well, it's a rally for some other bullshit. But yeah, I just thought that was kind of fucking amazing that uh he would actually um you know say that dumb shit uh pat robertson let's get back to the u.s he's no stranger to the show Mm-mm. he also has some stuff to talk about the gays a hundred mm-hmm. 
um let's see here uh, but he's saying that gays. Crystal oh, writes, I've been in church all my life with my family. We are not allowed to date. The only ones in my church that are married already knew their partners before coming into church. It is treated as a sin to show interest or have a mutual understanding in church with the opposite sex. Most of the people in the church are frustrated because we're getting older and no one is getting married. We pray about the issue, but it seems like it is bouncing back. What should I do? <laughs> You know, those who are homosexual uh, will die out because... Now... What does that have to do with the question? I just want to know where in that question was there anything about homosexuals. Right. I feel like he just started on his own tangent, but okay. ...or homosexual uh, will die out because they don't reproduce. You know, you have to have... Yeah. Uh, heterosexual sex to reproduce same thing with that church so does he think only gay people can make gay people apparently so he doesn't realize that a lot of gay people came from heterosexual parents sex i I would venture to say now now listen i I, now i don't want to be controversial karen okay i don't want i'm not a mathematician Mm -mm. but i would venture to say 100% of gay people came from some form of heterosexual either intercourse or an egg and a sperm combined. I, now, I, I don't want, I don't, don't get mad at me. I'm just guessing. Okay. So I don't, I have not confirmed this with anybody, you know, but I would venture to guess. That the gay people on the earth right now that exist, somehow a sperm and an egg got together in some kind of fashion. Whether it was in a petri dish, whether it was inserted into a uterus already, whether, uh, whatever, however you want to put it, guys, I'm willing to just throw it out there. It's crazy to me too. But I'm willing to just throw it out there and say 100%. 100%. There are no gay people that were born from only strictly gay intercourse and nothing else. Willing, to, I'm willing to bet on that. No, no two penises ever rubbed together just right. <laughs> Not just right. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Never been two eggs that smushed up together and said, Bala, baby. <sighs> Should we even, should I hear the rest of what he had to say? Oh, that's up to you. Uh, uh, heterosexual sex to reproduce. Same thing with that church. It, it's doomed. It's going to die out because this is the most nonsensical thing I have heard in a long time. This is absurd. God has made us to be in families. God has created a desire of men and women to have attraction to the opposite sex so that they will reproduce and have children. If I were you, I'd get out of that church as fast as I could, cast the dust of it on your feet, shake off the dust, and run. Now, does he realize our question was not about gay stuff? and? Mm-mm. He missed the whole point of the question. None of the church stuff said. The que- How did he get to to get out of the church because of the gays? Mm-mm. 
he came in he came in on i don't know what he came in on on to the left and decided to stay over there i just uh, wow (laughs) just wow man to just feel bad for my gay people man they just they gonna keep fucking with y'all to keep y'all from fucking with each other that's so sad but uh that's the way that's the way it's going man I forgot we should have been playing our gay music for the intro to this. Yeah, about to say. Iggy Azalea. Um, I feel like wearing some booty shorts and roller skating now. So, uh, speaking of gay news, Craig James Field uh, got an interview and uh, he has something to say about the gays too. Philip in Arkansas, ninety point five. Man, got to be really quick, my friend. What do you got on your mind? Okay, I'm gonna say something very horrific. A solution. I think it's the right solution. Okay, we pray for the homosexuals. We pray for our enemies, but at the same time. When they try to force us to go against God, I think that's where they cross the light, and we should pass laws to execute them when they have judges to go against our businesses. They don't do that, have that God, that right to force us to go against God. I'm sorry. I will pray for them in the meantime. That's my, I know that's horrific, and God forgive me if I'm wrong. And you have okay. to sir. Thank you, Philip. Um, you know what? Uh, that that part there, uh, I I don't I don't know about the executing, but uh, I do know that we have to be bold and firm, and much stronger. God doesn't tell us and call us that we. I don't know about the executing. No, that's wrong. I don't know. I don't want to take too harsh of a stance here, Karen. But I feel like you got to say. No, we can't kill the gay folks. Not yeah, uh, right. a good and, idea. I mean, and, and, shit. And you know what? Ooh. You can say no, we can't kill the gay folks. And while you're at it, don't be killing them niggas too, because I guarantee that's gonna come up next if you hadn't got the phone line. Yeah, he gonna call right back. Hey, man, it's me again. Uh, I, I, I forgot. I forgot. I wanted to add this real quick before you go to break. Uh, right. I, you know, I know it's what pray for our enemies and stuff, but I'm seeing a lot of uh, Negroes on the television. Yeah, and, and they've uh, been doing all that protesting and stuff, you know, you know. Trying to tell us how to run our business, I trying to tell us how to, how we can police mm, their communities and stuff. Uh, what you think about, uh, should we just be executing them or what? I, 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 uh, I hang up and listen. Right. <laughs> Long time listening to the first time caller. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Should we, kill the, should we kill the Jews? Should we kill the Jews? All right, I, I, right. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, buddy. Right. Well, I don't know about that. Firm and much stronger god doesn't tell us and call us that we have to be timid um and to stand for our straight our our um our beliefs i'm doing a course right now in seminary and it's the history of the early church and it's fascinating well there have been lots and lots and lots of men and women who have died for their christian beliefs since the beginning and um and and now we are in a time in this country and in this world where we must be bold and stand for god and his truths um, I'll leave you with this thought. I was on the bike uh, riding at lunch today, and I like to listen to Earl Thomas Conley, and he has that old song that says, The heart isn't blind. It just sees what it wants to see. Well, it made me think about this to myself. Racism? 
My heart does see what I put in front of it. I'm going to be much more careful about what I'm putting in front of my heart. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Merry. What? Okay. All right. All right. Well, more gay news, Karen. All right. I say you got another song queued up. No, no. You don't get one song. We supposed to play more songs. All right. Here's some more gay songs. We know we had had it. We well, we covered no several stories. Don't say a word. Just turn around and let me see. You got something special, something special for me. It's way too many suckers in the VIP. Tell it got my car out front. Tell me, do you wanna kick it in the With them high heels, they got this party popping. This ain't no country club, we bout to get this party rocking. You got girls that's with the business, get on top and let me see it up. Wait, not in here, we out of here. Jump in my vehicle, Long seat, she just trying to fuck comfort me. She like my orange Camaro, she still inch right up and trick or treat. Damn girl, damn girl, you fuck. Alright. Yeah, that's the makeup for any ones we missed in the past. Cause we've been slacking on the music. We have been slacking. You're right, Karen. Um, so an openly gay model <clears throat> had his picture used without his permission on a billboard that says identical twins, one gay, one night. We believe twin research studies shows uh, <laughs> that. Um, not twin research studies. Mm, yeah, uh, that, that, you know, that he is not born gay. Nobody is born gay. Here's the thing. He's not a twin. They use him the same picture twice. He's openly gay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The model featured in the ad is... Oh, so it's trying to say he half gay and half not this. It's the same person. I don't understand. What was the purpose of this billboard? Um, they lied is what the purpose was. <laughs> and they just having to pick somebody that, you know, could confirm for themselves, like, that's me. And I am gay. Oh, oh, so they went on picking the generic dude. He was like, hey, I know I'm the generic dude, but I'm a real person, and uh, that's me, and uh, I'm gay. Yeah, yeah. Well, y'all, you know, um, I don't know what you think that proves. Right. But here's what it actually does prove. Um, I'm gay. You know, I I am gay some more. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be delivered. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm returned to sender. Mm-mm. <laughs> I still like me as an element of he. But they they somehow decided that um you know they were gonna they were gonna decide for him that he had to be uh that he was uh one was that he was twins and one of them was straight. Um so yeah, uh he, uh they talked to him via Skype. He was shocked his image was used, especially since he calls himself out and proud as a gay man. I was obviously quite shocked so, to uh to that so that why I decided so that's why I decided to send you guys an email saying hey I'm the guy from that billboard. Uh he hasn't thought about the photo shoot in nearly a decade. He says the pictures used on a billboard part of a stock photo shoot he did. He signed away the rights. Okay, so he didn't he can't get his paid off of this. He was told the pictures will be used in a commercial for corporate ads and brochures. Thursday morning, friends, family, and even his trainer asked if he was featured in the ad, which claimed the show identical twins and the statement, nobody is born gay. 
Oh, so whoever he sold it to sold it to these people as like, here's just some generic people you can use to put on your billboard. Mm-hmm. It just seems that there is no place in today's world for an organization that's promoting that this as being some kind of deviant or distasteful lifestyle because I've lived my op- my life openly gay and happy for my entire life. The issue isn't the photo on the billboard, but the actual sign, say Chris Doles, a licensed clinical professional counselor and former board member of PFOX. The group says being gay isn't a genetic predisposition, but instead a choice, and anyone can choose to change their lives. Could you imagine you getting phone calls go, hey, uh, is you up on this board talking about you ain't gay? Ain't you gay? Yes, I'm gay. Yeah, you still gay, right? You got a twin brother then? No, it's it's just it's just me. What are we talking about? Having your uh, mate call you talking about um? You want to talk? Right. You need you need to tell me you want out the relationship. What's happening here? The ad is for P Fox, which is parents and friends of ex gays and gays. Now, why that stands for prefox i don't know. I don't know where they get the ministers. All those letters not in there. (laughs) Right. I'm correct. That don't make no sense. Uh, so he disagrees and says he hopes this is something that doesn't set him back in the gay community, whether it's here in South Africa or anywhere in the world. It's actually quite a big thing that there's this kind of discrimination and borderline hate speech going on. You know, he said, uh, he says he's worried about teens struggling with their sexuality. He hopes to empower others. Oh boy. Just messing with these gay people. They don't care. Like, you don't even want to check that. Validate, Yeah, before you just throw that out there. Then he only get paid for you using this picture? Right. Like, you don't want to just, like, maybe investigate that a little bit? I would hope so. For you fake a twin. Yep. Um, Let's talk about more random news. Female lawmakers in Montana are being chastised about a dress code. There's a new dress code for the Montana House of Representatives that bans um that bans jeans and warns women to watch skirt lengths these are lawmakers karen not secretaries not school girls they're not going to prom grown ass women uh the lengths it says watch skirt lengths and necklines is drawn the ire of female lawmakers who say it suggests they cannot independently decide what attire is appropriate you notice all is just men going, because you made my penis hard. Right. And I can't be thinking about my penis hard, and it's your fault. The wardrobe well, code. titties and ass, which I know you can't control, right? Okay. The wardrobe code was enacted by male leaders of the Republican-controlled House in advance of a legislative session that begins January 5th. Most members of the chamber's Democratic minority are women who say they were not consulted about the new rules that target them for apparel infractions. The code, this sounds so petty. The code endorsed by incumbent House Speaker Austin Knudsen advises male lawmakers to wear such clothing as suits and dress boots in a style term business formal. Now, who gets to, like, why does this matter to conducting your business? You know what I mean? Like, so what? The law's not gonna get passed if somebody wore shorts that day. I don't shit, they ain't getting passed, and you and you your your best shit. So it don't matter. You might as well go in there and you draw. Shit ain't gonna get done. Well, shit, like not like where where people like I would have passed that law that was pro-choice, but what's wrong with your skirt? I can't no, Mm-mm. can't possibly bang the gavel on this. 
apparently not it prohibits female legislators from wearing items like leggings and open-toed sandals and causes them to be sensitive to skirt lengths and neck necklines yeah you're talking women because dudes can't wear this bullshit i don't know no it's not because they can't wear it i mean because they want to see they don't want to they 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 want to control these women more importantly and put them in their place especially if they're minorities and they're, they're not minorities but they're part of the democratic minority um and the other the other people are republicans it's just a way of shitting on them just passive aggressive i mean because what are you gonna do if they don't right find them kick yeah. them out I take where they votes i show up in overtold sandals now what uh house minority whip jenny x said the sartorial sartorial standards sought to curb women's clothing choices raise raise questions about their judgment and seeking to limit their independence the code crosses a line it singles women out for admonishment to suggest that they can't be trusted to get up in the morning and dress appropriately right said the democrat from the state capitol helena knewson denied the code sought to curtail women's fashion and other freedoms he said the rules taken almost intact from a code used by the wyoming legislator legislature was uh designed to ensure that an air professionalism and decorum prevailed he said a female staffer approached him about establishing the dress standards and that he agreed they will be helpful for the dozens of newly elected montana house members this was not directed at women he said but all the shit is women oh yeah men uh wear suit and tie but yeah women bitches get your hair straight get your get your weave straight uh, you know don't come in right. here show you know don't do this but it's yeah because if this was a true dress code it would be flat across the board hey everybody don't come in here with holy pants hey everybody don't come in here with uh, you know, kind of generic when it comes to uh, if it's a true dress code. Other than you just and I won't lie, women. I won't lie. I wouldn't be surprised if a woman wasn't part of the hating brigade because there's always one chick at, right at work that that want to police what everybody else got to wear. Right. There's always that one woman for whatever because she ain't got a big ass and her titties ain't big enough right. or whatever. So she got issues with it. Bitch, sit your ass down somewhere. Uh, so uh, the code has ignited a debate on social media about a woman's right to choose her clothing. Knudsen, an attorney for the small northeast Montana town of Culbertson, said he would not appear in courtroom in jeans or flip-flops and did not believe such a pair was suitable for the state house. X said the code could be seen as a step with out of step with the state known for its outdoors lifestyle, laid-back attitude, and tendency towards casual attire. Said Montana residents had more serious matters on their minds. X said, I've never had any constituents say to me, you women in the legislature have to watch our skirt lamps. <sighs> so you know it's hard to legislate with a hard dick karen apparently so did you know uh wait hold on let me go back let me go to another one um oh yeah well let me cue up another song forgot about this That's right more gay news karen um apparently in our home state of north carolina Uh-oh. some church members got indicted for kidnapping and beating a gay man to try to cure him of his homosexuality oh mm-hmm. 
Sometimes the only way to cure it. New information on a developing story in Rutherford County. We now know the names of five people belonging to the Word of Faith Church who have been indicted for crimes related to an alleged assault. As we first reported last week, it happened last year when Matthew Finner says that he was beaten and strangled by church members because he's gay. News 13's Hope Hansel been a streaming live in the Rutherford County Courthouse with the very latest. Hope. We now know Justin Covington, Sarah Anderson, Brooke Covington, Robert Lewis Walker, and Adam Bartley have all been indicted on charges including second-degree kidnapping and simple assault. Sarah Anderson is also facing a charge for strangulation. Members of the church have been accused of assault against homosexuality in the past, but this is the first time they are seeing any felony charges. I honestly was very, very elated. I was very excited. As 21-year-old Matthew Fenner learns his case against members of the Word of Faith Church will proceed, he explains mixed emotions. They are willing to do anything to keep their name clean. So, I mean, there is that looming fear in the back of my mind as to I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I'm always going to probably feel like I'm going to have to look over my shoulder. It's a feeling advocate Nancy Burnett says is part of what makes this indictment a milestone. I think that it's fear and intimidation that um, concerns most of the residents of Rutherford County more than anything when it comes to fighting, you know, what effect cases. But now the brother of one of the accused says this fear is misplaced and these allegations go too far. I, I knew it was a lie from the, from the beginning um, because especially my sister um, is not capable of doing what he's accusing her of doing. Patrick Covington says he too is gay and escaped the church with Matthew Fenner, but he denies abuse was ever an issue. Yes, they believe differently, but let them believe differently. Matthew and I are gay. People not, are not going to accept that we're gay, but they can at least respect us. Covington says the charges against his family members are weighing heavily. We leave the church, move on with their life, start our new life, you know, stop trying to mess up their lives there. Meanwhile, Matthew hopes his case is a message of optimism to others, that justice is not out of reach. I know it's going to be a long process. I know it's going to be an emotional process. I know it's, you know, it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of patience, but I know it's going to be, you know, I feel like even if it doesn't give the outcome isn't what we desire, I know at least I've put my truth out there and people know. An attorney for those charged issued this statement to me today saying they are innocent of the charges leveled against them and we look forward to proving their innocence and to their complete vindication before a trial court. They also say please remember that the law declares them innocent until proven guilty beyond all reasonable doubt. In the meantime, all of those defendants are making arrangements to turn themselves in. Reporting live in Rutherford, Hope Hanselman, News 13. Why are they charged for hate crime? Say why don't they? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it would be a hate crime. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, you you held them for months. Mm -hmm. And a lot is is blaming the victims because you know even the dude that he said left with him. I guess some of the people he's accusing is like the dude's family members. So he's like, well, no, don't go fuck with them, and nothing mm -hmm. happened to me. Well you're not the one who's saying that you got abused either are you Mm-hmm. that's crazy and then just beating the gay out of somebody like uh it don't work like what that, having a prank I, I mean i know it's it's crazy and i don't believe in it but 
can we go back to praying the gay away because i feel like that was a step down from beating the that's gay out of somebody at like at least that's non-violent yeah like can you just pray for the gay people if, if i didn't know when i said stop trying to pray the gay away i didn't know the other alternative was kidnapping and beating <laughs> right and hate criming them if i would have known that i would have said sure pray the gay away you know i just had no idea y'all were going to this extreme hey, fucking measure it don't work like that dog lord jesus please give me the strength to beat the shit out of this gay dude oh help me beat the, him until he can no longer the suck gay. the cocks lord i want to beat every dick he thinks about out of his mind right now right it don't work like that you will not you will not carry a purse wow <laughs> you will not well makeup smack it's just a batman sound effects <laughs> bam boom uh have you heard you know celebrating christmas karen mm-hmm. well you know one of my favorite christmas carols is all i want for christmas and uh, i love mariah carey's rendition of it have you heard her latest no yeah she sang it the other day at uh rockefeller center <laughs> that's last year's okay you want to hear this year's the 2014 version oh she updated it ladies and gentlemen mariah carey don't want shape i don't mean a home not when I as say crisp that. not no, as crisp she doesn't sound like she's in like the tip you know what she actually i know this might sound insulting she the way she's seen talking like them girls from love and hip-hop yeah sound like tiara marie right right, right. yeah that, i see ray j posted up about to give her a gift in the bathroom 
Yeah. Oh man. Oh Mariah. Yeah, she's struggling. Oh she, man. How's it happen when you don't take? She went on Twitter. Clothes. She apologized. She said last night's situation was beyond my control. I apologize. All that showed up. You know that I would never want to disappoint you. Um. So, oh man, Mariah. I mean, she don't really have to perform if she don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'd have more fun just playing on the record and remembering. <laughs> I mean, it'd have been more entertaining. You could have lip sync, baby. I wouldn't have been mad at you. <laughs> Shit, let my ass get old. I'm be lip syncing my ass off and will let you know I'm lip syncing. Play it on the record and remembering. Oh my God. Career executive <laughs> resigns after flipping out about nuts on a flight. Oh, shit. A Korean airline executive resigned this week and issued a public apology for a completely bonkers incident where she kicked the crew chief off a flight at JFK because she was served macadamia nuts in a bag and not in a dish. The flight was delayed 20 minutes while officials decided whether what? to proceed without the ousted employee. Whatever. She was like, what the fuck? What yeah. the fuck is this? Are these nuts in a bag? Answer me. I don't, uh, I don't understand. Um, serve our nuts. Am, am, am I supposed to use my hands? Does Marcellus Wallace look like a bitch to you? Do why you try to fuck him like one, huh, Brett? Do do I look like a commoner? Mm-hmm. A peanut commoner? What the hell is happening here? I'm not allergic to peanuts. I'm allergic to bags. <laughs> and where's my cutlery? Right. You expect me to eat these peanuts without a knife and fork? What the hell is wrong with you? Are you out of your goddamn mind? I want to speak to a manager. The disgraced executive, Heather Cho, was the vice president in charge of in-flight service until she stepped down this week. She was also the daughter of Koreans air chairman, Yang Ho Cho. Please blame me. It's my fault. The elder Cho said at a press conference Friday, according to the New York Times, I failed to raise her properly. God damn the ether. Oh, shade. Well, but like this. If more parents admitted that, the world would be a better place. Because there's mm. a lot of parents that fail their kids, and they don't want to admit that they fucking bad parents. That's what we need. We need a TV show on, in America that just has, like, Don Lemon's mama apologizing, Charles Barkley's mama apologizing. She's like, I fucked up, y'all. My bad. Yeah, sorry. I, 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 if I would have known this, I, I, would, I would have did a little bit more time out. My bad, y'all. Uh, as you guys have just witnessed, uh, Don Lemon's new slavery special. Ah! Why did the slaves have to be so mean to Massa? Uh, that's my fault, guys. Ah! I'm his daddy, and I, we knew he was a special boy, and we just let it ride. And uh, we know Don Lemon's new special. Why the slaves enjoyed being slaves? Yeah, all they just come back. Uh, uh, coming up next on Fox News and Colter's mama. Hey, y'all, this is Mrs. Coulter, and I just want to apologize for my little Ann. I did not tell her to be that way. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, y'all. We are so upset. We don't even let her come over for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. She is banned from the house. Yes, she is pro-rape. And, you know, we are just a southern little family. We do not appreciate the rapes. Mm -hmm. And, uh... We know that, you know, we didn't raise her to be pro-rape, but mm-hmm. we just did Me some. Me and her daddy just shake our head every mm-hmm. time we hear on TV. We let her hang out with the older guys at, at the high school, and, you know, they come back like this sometimes. Um, So he, he said, I failed to raise her properly. God damn. He was like, I fucked up. Hey, you know what? He about hit his chest and was like, my bad, y'all. She was uh stripped of her VB title. 
may also face prosecution for violating aviation laws where she where she raised hell yeah, she like she didn't get tased or some shit right korean air is also goddamn peanuts korean air is also in an investigation for allegedly conspiring to cover up the incident the airline part of a much larger hanjin group megacorp uh has turned into something of a national joke since december 5th uh debacle sales of macadamia nuts are up consumers are threatening to boycott korean air and this and there's a parody video um a parody video see if this even translates well to the to the show oh wait you have to you have to see a translation okay it's not in english okay uh it says uh we at we at peanut airline serve fresh peanuts harvested in especially contracted farms on a plate if any of our executives are on board in this first class cabin we grind the nuts right on site and serve them despite her apology she's been stripped of her vp position the backlash from the peanut incident may scuttle hanjin's campaign to build a giant new hotel in downtown seoul korea so damn it's like she went a little nuts next story yes <laughs> you know what they had to crack this case <laughs> Ow! won't be fooled again <laughs> um <laughs> let's see um okay we did that one already uh <laughs> Oh, there's a passage on a sexual assault in Lena Dunham's book that apparently has to be taken out. Now, she's partially famous for talking about a sexual assault that happened to her while she was in college. Mm-hmm. In the wake of the Rolling Stone thing where people say, hey, some details have changed. People are starting to look into these type of things. She had used a pseudonym, just made up a name for a guy who said his name was Barry. Um. The book already included a disclaimer saying that some names and details have been changed, but didn't say that Barry, the quote-unquote rapist, was not really the name of her alleged assailant. Well, they found a dude named Barry that went to school at the same time, and people was accusing him of being a rapist. So she had to come out, and the publisher announced uh, that, hey, it's not, uh, that that was not his name. Uh, So, and uh they had an oberlin classmate named barry but he didn't match her description so uh she had to come out and say hey that's not the name of the man who assaulted me any resemblance to a person of this name is unfortunate and it's a real coincidence i'm sorry about all he has experienced speaking out was never about exposing the man who assaulted me rather it was about exposing my shame letting it dry out in the sun i do not i did not wish to be contacted by him or to open a criminal investigation so she almost got somebody hemmed up right but uh you know and and i mean a lot of people they just don't understand understand uh a victim having rights and just letting her um have her opinion and have her say is her pain is whatever she wants to do with it her stories whatever she because a lot of people like well why even tell the story if you're not gonna try to take this guy to court and put him in jail she might not want to do that. Right. And sometimes it's just to let other women know, too, that you're not alone. A lot yeah. of times people feel like they're alone and they go, well, at least I know I'm not the only one that went through this incident. And it's one of those things where that could help somebody else heal and help somebody else move on and help somebody else let go of grief or sorrow or whatever it is. And a lot of that goes back to something as simple as them fuck, passing them fucking laws is about controlling women. 
Nicki Minaj has a pink print movie to go along with her album and it's about breaking up and our girl uh Liv um rat uh rat wait film underscore esquire on Twitter mm-hmm. she said to me on Twitter like oh I bet you that this nasty Twitter fight between her and her ex is just to promote this album because the album's a breakup album now I had no idea about that because I'm probably never gonna hear this album in my life me either but um yeah that's uh that makes sense now it does make sense maybe that's what it was i just thought it was so messy that maybe uh maybe that it you know they they're not faking it but i can see people faking something like that i mean it's not like they got really explicit they just kind of hinted at some things you know and i could see them quote unquote getting back together you know mm-hmm. so um let's see uh we'll do one more story before we get into the we're not gonna do fuck with black people guys oh no no we're not no, we got- everything was 100 today right accused rapist who sparked columbia's mattress protest is a feminist uh there's a woman in columbia i think um uh the university i think not the uh not the city uh a man accused of sexually assaulting two columbia students and groping a third broke his silence today in an interview with the new york times paul nungesser maintains his innocence on all counts and notes my mother raised me a feminist. Um, maybe it's just a huge misunderstanding, guys. Maybe when he was studying his feminist work, it just said he confused rape with not rape. You know, when it said do not rape, he was like, oh, I see where I made my mistake here. I'm supposed to be not raping these women. <laughs> my bad. Oh, the egg is on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That was awkward. I'm so wow, so embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the worst feminist. I woo! I am bad at this feminism thing. I tell you that. None guesser who until now had not been identified to the world outside of Columbia is the student who sparked Emma Sokowitz's mattress protest. Carry that weight. Sokowitz has been carrying around her blue mattress on campus. To call attention to Columbia's failure to punish Nungesser for allegedly raping her and assaulting two other women. Nungesser tells the Times that the mattress protest is an act of bullying. He says that he is innocent and that the same university that found him not responsible has now abdicated its own responsibility, letting the mob justice overrule its official procedures. The mattress project is not an act of free expression, he adds. It is an act of bullying, a very public, very personal, very painful attack designed to hound him out of Columbia. And it is being conducted with the university's active support. There is a member of the faculty that is supervising this. This is part of her graduation requirement. Sokowitz accused non-guesser of hitting her, pinning her down, and raping her in August 2012. Another student accused non-guesser of following her upstairs at a party and groping her until she managed to push him off. Yet another student accused him of intimate partner violence, including emotional abuse and non-consensual sex. The three women filed complaints against him with Columbia once they heard about each other's stories. Nungesser saw this was a collusion, says it was collusion, and here's his explanation of the accusations that's told to the time. What the hell did you, Bill Cosby? <laughs> right. According to him, he says, people were like, maybe this is a misunderstanding. He said a misunderstanding with charges, but the matter of the fact is, it's not a misunderstanding. He insists they had completely consensual sex. What was alleged was the most violent rape, and that did not happen. Was the most violent rape? Nah, I took it down a few levels, guys. It was like a kind of violent rape, violent-ish, 
rape if you it was violent violent tea all right maybe violent like at most but it was not the most valid rape that i could have done so i think you guys need to dial it back a second as for groping he said he attended the party but never went upstairs and intimate partner violence outside of a forced marriage or kidnapping it just seems very hard to believe that a person would over and over again put themselves in a situation where they could expect this kind of behavior to occur Mm. Uh, look it's difficult to it's difficult to defend yourself against charges like this let's just be honest about it if if someone just accused you of rape there's not gonna be too many things you can say that don't make you sound kind of fucked up correct to be honest i don't know what you say when Mm. three people accuse you of rape that 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 can get you out of it quote unquote correct but i know that um three people three different people accusing you of sexual assault slash rape slash inappropriate touching i feel like that's a trend mm-hmm. you know they're not taking you to court you're just gonna have to deal with this is something you her carrying that mattress bro and you feeling ashamed yeah you just got to deal with quote-unquote the bullying of her carrying that mattress because mm-hmm. whatever happens she seriously feels aggrieved and there just coincidentally happens to be two other women that think you have had sexual problems with them. I don't know what else to tell you, bro. I don't know what else to tell you either. Through a series of procedural errors and delays, Columbia failed to find none guests are responsible for any of his alleged crimes. His accusers say the system was biased against them. And now Suckerwicks, uh, continues to protest and inspire similar protests on campus across the country. None guests are meanwhile maintains that he is in support of, of women. My mother raised me a feminist, he says, and I'm someone who would like to think of myself as being supportive of equal rights for women. Barring any further action by Columbia, none guests and Tucker will graduate together in May. Man. Yeah, I had heard a little bit about that lady carrying that mattress around, but I didn't know, you know, it was also some other women involved and shit. After a while, I'm sorry. It, it, it's just a trick. I mean, it's a lot. This is this is your thing. You like this? Yeah, like you're asking a, a, a lot for us all to just kind of ignore and be like, yeah, he probably it must be a conspiracy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But uh, okay, you know. Okay. You say so. You, mm. you know, I mean, obviously no one's going to jail there, but you can't make her not wear that, carry that mattress around. You sure can't. You can't control that. You got to deal with that, bro. That is time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that is time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants, this time the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist. They are quite fucking racist. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Um, all right, let's uh get in here and get some, some old stories out of the way. Man, I realized I had these. I realized I had these stories that were so old in here, man. Yeah, we've been sitting on some for a while. All right, let's uh, let's do this one. Uh, Calusa couple is accused of kidnapping and assaulting a teen uh, for making a six-year-old cry. Oh shit! 
make my six-year-old cry i'm gonna find your teenage ass and i'm gonna kidnap you and assault you for making my baby cry mm-hmm like i i mean i understand too because when it's your kid and they getting picked on somebody somebody bigger your sense of justice almost might make you do something like whoop a kid ass ah you know what i mean like now you can see how i feel when you do that shit to my kid when i'm doing it to you see let feel my wrath because like a six-year-old going up against a teenager kind of feels like a teenager going up against two grown-ass adults i'm not saying it's right either but i understand correct um uh, my shit's moving slow let me close my browser and bring it right back up guys no problem uh play some more music for y'all see what can i put y'all on to uh y'all want to hear some um d'angelo stuff that you can't tell the words to well here you go with jesus when i say jesus i'm not talking about A Calosa couple, Sacramento, okay, so it's California. Shout out to Nick Jew. A Calosa couple allegedly kidnapped the teen and forced him to apologize for making their son cry. Investigators say the couple abducted the teenager while he was walking home, then physically assaulted him after he allegedly hurt the couple's son. The teen victim's the teen victim's mother says. He has some bumps and bruises at the ordeal, and she wants to know why the couple went so far to try to teach her son a lesson. My kid ain't no angel, but good Lord, you know, said Francis Senapau. <laughs> he doesn't deserve that. I know that much. Rebecca and Jose Molina, guess the race, are behind bars at the police say they kidnapped Senapau's 13-year-old son, Nicholas, and forced him to apologize to that son for making him cry. Senapau says... Nicholas was playing near the river at Memorial Grove Park with several other uh, kids on Friday when Nicholas accidentally hurt the Molinas' six-year-old son, bringing the child to tears. That's when witnesses say Rebecca Molina got angry and snatched Nicholas by the shirt and started punching him. Shit. But that wasn't all. Investigators say Rebecca Molina went to get her husband, and came back for Nicholas, and they say the couple chased him down and forced him into their minivan, drove him to their home, and forced him inside. They made him get on his knees and tell their son sorry, and that's when the cops came. 
the couple's older daughter cynthia says it was actually the teen who attacked her brother and the, their disabled mom earlier the day that day at the river my dad was just trying to reprimand him she said she told my me my six-year-old baby brother was running to the bushes crying hiding and shaking because he didn't know how to defend his mother against these big kids that is ridiculous two sides of different stories that they both agreed what happened went too far the molinas are now charged with kidnapping false imprisonment and child cruelty guess the race let's check the chat room see what they believe um nicholas oh yeah they white no not the team the the people that beat up the kid uh was that the name of the kid i thought the kid the teen's name was nicholas right yes yeah but we talking about the people that kidnapped. yeah talking about the people that got yeah, talking about the, the crime kidnappers y'all. y'all uh so genetically this so gene- genetically predisposed to stealing and kidnapping people that their car is called amistad white trying to secure more workers for their orange stand by the highway latino horchata drinking latino i think uh kidnapping sound like some cartel shit latino rebecca mom loves the mayo white daddy loves a salsa latino uh, <laughs> uh border hopping pepper bellies oh damn oh my latino latino black backs as wet as the six-year-old's tears oh sky jammer antonio banderas and Catherine zeta and zorro hispanic this is my sorry for 2004 and i ain't gonna mess up no more white uh that's that's some nigga shit uh 14 body of clod white black virginity thief white nacho taco bell rito latino oh. that couple that from raising arizona white Minas minivan not an escalade sitting on doves with spinners bumping big crit and humming with the smell of sticky icky so ooh, we those they's tiny nips tiny nips what is that what race is tiny nips mm-hmm. i don't even know what that me. means and you went too far you broke the internet on that one works with the leaf blowers during the week and rock team jordan latinos they used to piling up 10 deep in a Cor- corolla latino the godmother of cocaine cowboys <laughs> oh. black people don't ever take kids they pawn them off on grandparents to pursue rap dance careers white Oh. A Negro Montoya said that Tiny Nips is white. The correct answer is they were Latino. Latino. Many of you missed it. Oh, no. The people that kidnapped were Latino. Now, a few of you did get it correct. And shout out to those of you who did get it correct, but they uh, kidnapped those kids and took kidnapped that kid and made them go across the border of their house and apologize. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I kind of understand. Who do you believe, Karen? You believe that that the the, the kid was uh, it was just a big misunderstanding, or you think uh, you think it was the opposite? Could be a little bit of both because uh, mm. kids are terrible. So who knows? The kid may have ran up on it, ran up on them, her her child, and did something. And like I said, Mrs. Big Other Center, but to an extent, that's not the proper way to handle that situation. Mm. Yeah, I feel like. Because kids are assholes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like I would have taken that motherfucker. I would have turned to, to fucking Liam Neeson on the motherfucking little kid, hit my son. I will look for you. I will find you. 
and I will kill you. Mm-hmm. Ah! They do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Um, all right, let's go to another one of these old stories. What happened to my thing? Oh. Uh, don't know how I got all the way back to that page. Um, let's see. Let's go to another old story from way back in the day. Uh, wow, there's so many of these fucking stories. Uh, so we did that one with the couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, two teens accused of torturing a 16 year old have been sentenced to prison. It's happening in Portland, Oregon. Two teenagers are accused of torturing a 16 year old boy inside of a shed and they've been sentenced to prison Thursday. Jenna Montgomery and Jess Taylor both pleaded guilty to kidnapping, robbery and assault charges. Montgomery will spend nearly 10 years in prison for the crime. Taylor was sentenced to more than seven years. The teenagers were charged as adults for an attack on a 16-year-old named Dustin Moraine. According to the court documents, Montgomery lured Moraine into the shed where Taylor and two other teens were waiting. Police said the four teenagers shot Moraine with a BB gun at close range, hit him with a crowbar, and used a box cutter to carve a swastika on his face. Oh, shit! The victim's mother, Kelly Moraine, said the teens were emotional as they heard their sentences in court. There were a lot of tears on their side, and I don't know if it was because they don't like the amount of time they're getting or if they really feel remorse for what they've done. I like to think they do, but I don't know. Uh, Blue Kambach, who is also charged as an adult in the case, expecting to be in court in August. The fourth teenager was charged as a juvenile in court. Kelly Moraine said her son is moving past the assault uh, with help from the family and friends. Guess the race of Jenna, Jenna Montgomery and Jess Taylor. They're both the same race. Uh, guess the race. Cave people. Who else but white people? <laughs> White, white on white on white violence. Too much time on they hands. Suburban, I didn't, I wouldn't get in trouble. White, uh, saltines, the remake of Misery White. Oregon is like the mecca for crazy ass white people. Two bony, evil white she devils. Swastika, oh, they definitely white. Pale ass emo crackers. Good kid made a mistake, white. <laughs> That's William Johnson. Well, Jenna, that's gotta be a Becky white. Want to see a dead body? White, says Tynil. Oh. Successfully shot somebody with a toy gun without being gunned down by police? White. Call their parents by their first name. Snow. White demon. Pumpkin festival goers, <laughs> says Lex. Tortured oh. someone out of boredom. Their grandparents must have been the type to lynch a darkie and take a picture and use it as a postcard. Oh. White power screaming whitey. The correct answer is everybody got it white. <laughs> I put his picture in the chat or one of their pictures. That hair almost like a wig. Uh, yeah, it looks like this is like the picture looks so weird. It's like they did the crime in 1993. Right. Like it look like a like a, a retro picture. grunge. Like a throwback Thursday picture. Yeah, like I this back when I used to fuck people up, y'all. Um, there's her picture. Like, don't they both just look like? Like they listen to Kurt Cobain before they go fuck up kids. Another right. What's up with kidnapping these days? Man, everybody's kidnapping people, 
And I don't even know why they did that to the kid. They just tortured him. They like, probably couldn't even tell you why. That's just pure fucking evil. When you're just like, I'm going to torture the fuck out of an innocent kid. Why? Because I can. Right, because I'm bored. Put a swastika in his head because, uh, fuck it. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Um, I can't tell that race. Oh. Get a better picture. Mm. All right. Well, let's roll with it anyway. Indonesian police charged a young American couple with murder in Bali. Heather Mack, 19, and her boyfriend, Tommy Schaefer, 21, allegedly killed Heather's mom, stuffed her into a suitcase, and left the suitcase in the trunk of a taxi. Mac and Schaefer say 62-year-old Sheila Von Wise Mac was killed by uh robbers. From the Associated Press, police said the couple hired the taxi, then placed the suitcase inside the trunk, and told the taxi driver they were going to check out of the hotel and would return. After they didn't show up, the hotel security guards who found blood spots on the suitcase suggested the driver take the taxi to the police station, where officers opened up the suitcase and discovered the body. Mac and Shaver told investigators that Robert broke into Von Weiss Mac's room, killed her, and killed her. Exactly how she was killed is unclear. Bali's head of forensics, Ida Bagas Putu Alit, told the AP that she struggled. We found scars on both her forearms and the left hand fingernail, he said, that indicate resistance in the fight. The Daily Mail has more sordid details about Mac and Schaefer and Von Weiss Mac and the tensions they may have been brewing between the three. A, a Sergeant Regis staff member told, a St. Regis staff member told the mail that Mac and her mother were publicly fighting throughout the trip. The mother had all the appearances of one of our upmarket guests, but the behavior she and her daughter showed did not belong in our hotel. Even so, it was such a tragic end for that poor woman. According to Chicago police, cops responded to over 80 calls to the Mac's home in the last 10 years, but never made any arrests. 80 calls. Damn. That's a lot. Mac is now claiming she's pregnant. It's ectopic and that it's vital she return home to the U.S. for care. She's been represented by a Chicago lawyer, but it's not clear if Schaefer has representation. The two could face the firing squad if found guilty of a premeditated act. Well, goddamn. Oh, they're doing crimes in these countries you ain't familiar with, motherfucker. You better know the laws. Yeah. That I'm, the death penalty, nah, we shoot you. I guess things have changed over time. Now he's got this updated article that says, she claims she's pregnant and had sex after killing her mother, stuffing her in a suitcase. As videos emerge of the lovers partying with mom's cash weeks before she was murdered. Oh. Uh, so it says suspected Bali murderer Heather Mack, 19, has claimed that she was pregnant and police revealed that she had sex with her boyfriend, Tommy Schaefer, in a five-star hotel room after allegedly killing her mother. Videos also surfaced of Miss Mac and her lover partying with her dead mother's cash weeks before the trio went on vacation in Bali where Sheila Von Wiesmack was murdered and her body was found stuffed in a bloodstained suitcase. Miss Mac claims that her pregnancy is ectopic and that it's vital she return home to the U.S. for care. Miss Mac, 19, was seen being taken to the obstetrics, obstetrics and gynecology section of a police hospital in Bali for tests. And on Friday, they f- to find out if her pregnancy is outside the woman, a dangerous condition. Police have, s- have not revealed the results of any test. She has not told us who the father is, but there are indications that it is her current boyfriend, Tommy. Um, Miss Mack has refused to make any public comment 
except to cry out when confronted by local photographers that she when she was led through the hospital somebody take my hand she cried to her escorts her face shielded by a green sheet while she was still wearing the white top with a black pattern she was dressed in when arrested at the second bali hotel the couple had allegedly fled to mr schaefer who was also taken to the hospital was dressed in an orange prison uniform unlike his girlfriend he was handcuffed the lack of statement said the lack of statement said bali chief inspector general albertus mccola wait mccallu uh was not presenting a suspect problem as he alleged enough evidence had been collated to point guilt at miss mac and mr schaefer both miss mac and mr schaefer have been charged with murder and could face the firing squad if found guilty of a premeditated act why premeditated because the victim was stuffed into a bag it shows planning said police chief benny mccallu um Chief Inspector McCallum cited CCTV footage showing Miss Mack and her boyfriend arguing with Mrs. Mack in the hotel lobby. More security footage showed them showing them all entering the room where Mrs. Mack was bludgeoned to death. Fingerprints from bloody damn, this is a sloppy murder. Fingerprints from bloody pieces of glass, murder weapons. I think it was kind of unplanned, kind of unplanned, planned. Like we gonna kill her, but then it was almost like let's do it now, spur the moment. Mm-hmm fingerprints on the silver suitcase into which the body had been crammed and the fact that the couple had fled out through the rear part of the hotel after depositing the suitcase in a taxi are you fucking serious further compelling evidence against the pair police allege is discovery that the pair used miss max credit card to pay for their room at the risotto ball bali resort and spa a short distance from the airport damn they stupid it was there that they had been arrested on Wednesday morning while they were asleep. These motherfuckers slept. Oh, I'd be so nervous if I killed somebody. I'd be trying to get the fuck out of wherever I was at. Right. They didn't even look up the laws. They probably don't even know they can get shot. Oh, right. Right. They, they got laws taken about to 1862. with just a fireman squad lined up with shoot you. Meanwhile, three weeks before she turned up dead, the young couple booked the room inside a luxury hotel in Chicago using her credit card and filmed their alcohol fueled escapades. The body of Mrs. Von Wiesmack, 62, was c- discovered Tuesday in the back of a cab parked outside of high end St. Regis Hotel in the capital of Bali. Um, uh, Chicago Sun-Times reported that on July 23rd, Sheila Von Wiesmack uh, reported her credit card was being used without her knowledge. Responding officers discovered Ms. Mack and Mr. Schaefer booked a hotel room with her mother's credit card and charged $1,000 worth of services. Shit. The room rates start at two ninety five a night at that hotel. They was getting it in, man. And they, they have pictures and shit from them partying recording videos screenshots of you know um sent to their instagram followers meanwhile on instagram, instagram. pictures of jack daniels pictures of their friends in the hotel the 21 year old man was arrested on misdemeanor disorderly conduct charge miss mack was also taken into custody but released schaefer who used the stage name tommy x which has shared videos on his Instagram account showing snippets from their stay at the Conrad Hotel. In one clip, the 21-year-old is pictured entering the sleek lobby furnished with white armchairs in a contemporary fireplace. In another, Miss Mack and several friends are in a hotel room with a bottle of Jack Daniels. The 19-year-old girl tumbles into the bed laughing. Mr. Shaver also had... Why didn't he get charged with uh, intoxication with a minor, I wonder? Mm-hmm. 
Mr. Schaefer also had the camera on his phone rolling when police came to arrest him. A video later titled Pig Stop. The clip is intercut with shots of him looking through a menu, a glass of white wine on a dining table, and finally him staring from the backseat of a patrol car. Now I'm in the back of a patrol car. Great, great fucking pigs. He will be heard saying off camera while looking through the bar, separating him from the front of the vehicle. Shortly before he flew to Bali, Mr. Schaefer had told friends in a cryptic Facebook message that he was going to Indonesia and wasn't sure he was coming back before planning to go on to China. It also emerged on Thursday that following Mrs. Von Wiesmack's beating death, the couple tried to access the victim's safety deposit box, which is believed to contain valuables, but their efforts failed. What they, these motherfuckers watched like, uh, um, Ocean's 12 or some shit and was like, we can do this with two people. Apparently so. Mel Online has been told Miss Mack and Mr. Schaefer also had sex in a hotel room after killing Miss Von Wiesmack as well as another hotel police arrested them in. Chicago lawyer Michael Elkin, these motherfuckers going to be on Snap, who who have been hired oh, by yeah. Miss Mack, Snap, Snap, dangerous couples, uh, released a statement Thursday insisting that his client was innocent. Elkin dismissed allegations of murder against her as untrue and said they would be disproven if the as the investigation continued or at the conclusion of a trial if formal charges are indeed filed. The attorney also expressed concern Ms. Mack had been denied to speak with legal representative after her arrest. Witnesses have told police that Ms. Von Wiesmack, her daughter, and Mr. Shaver had a fight at the reception desk at St. Regis Hotel on Monday night before a body was snuck from a hotel in a silver suitcase smeared with blood. Staff have told police the three argued about who should pay the bill when they would do the checkout on Thursday. <laughs> Oh, Lord. According to the staff reconstruction of the argument, Ms. Von Wiesmack from Chicago has was seen pointing at Mr. Schaefer, who had checked in after the couple earlier in the week, telling her daughter, I pay for his flight here, so you two should pay for the hotel. The three of them left the lobby area after the row, after the fight, but a few hours later, at 11.26 a.m., Ms. Mack and Mr. Schaefer arrived in the reception area with a large suitcase wrapped in a bed sheet, refusing to allow the porter to take it out to a waiting taxi. A suitcase wrapped in a bed sheet. Right. How dumb can you be? God damn, they stupid. Mm-hmm. Staff at the $650 a night St. Regis Hotel told, $650 a night told us, uh, told of the strange behavior of Miss Mack, who would instantly change from being friendly with them to storming around the opulent lobby in the pool area in an aggressive manner and glaring angrily at those who approached her. Witnesses reported she and her mother were seen arguing on a number of occasions at the hotel, causing some staff to be concerned the couple might even come to blows. The mother had all the appearances of one of our upmarket guests, said a staff member, but the behavior she and her daughter showed did not belong in our hotel, even so it is such a tragic end for that poor woman. After carrying the suitcase containing Miss Von Wiesmack's body out of the taxi, Miss Mack and Mr. Schaefer returned to the reception desk and said they would not be paying the bill. It will be taken care of by Miss Von Wiesmack when she checked out later. Now, you don't think these motherfuckers going to notice? Y'all were arguing about who would pay the bill there. Right. But it is claimed that they did ask for a safety deposit box believed to contain Miss Von Wiesmack's jewelry and their passports to be open and its contents given to them. The staff refused because they said Miss Von Wiesmack had left instructions that only she should be allowed to open it. Which is smart. Cause she ain't trust these little motherfuckers. Right. Miss Mack and Miss Mr. Schaefer said they had more bags to collect, but instead they went out through the back entrance and later ordered another taxi to take them to the airport. Uh, the police chief, uh, Joko Harimtumo 
said they approached the immigration officials claiming they had lost their passports they said they need to get new passports in order to leave the country but that was because the passports were locked inside of the deposit box of the hotel after being told by immigration officials that lost passports had to be reported to respective embassies the couple vanished again this time taking a taxi to four-star risotto bali risotto bali resort a short distance from the airport with an alert going out to all hotels and taxis, police received a call from staff in Rosada where raided right the room at 8.30 a.m. on Wednesday, police found a couple asleep and arrested them. As police began the difficult task of trying to question the pair in detail, fingerprint experts examining pieces of glass from an unidentified object that is believed to have been used to bludgeon Ms. Van Wees back to death in the room 616 is hope is in the hope of finding clues as to whether it was miss mac or mr shaver who had last touched the suspected murder weapon heather was taken to uh taken on top chicago defense lawyer michael elkin to represent her aldina kahari an associate in elkin's office said that when she spoke to heather in indonesia police had refused to leave the room despite her request during my brief conversation with heather i was made aware that a police guard was present in the room even after I requested that I be able to speak to Heather without anyone being present. Kahari said Heather had initially been denied access to an attorney, which you call quite disconcerting. What are the laws over there? Mm-hmm. Do they have the same laws here? Mm-hmm. Uh, Elkin mm-hmm. insists that Heather was not involved in her mother's murder. Oh, get the fuck. She told CBS Chicago, this is just like snapped. They always be like, I didn't know he went crazy. And I just kept fucking him for days because we were friends and I had no idea. Ah! That's what I, when I wrapped the sheet around my mama's corpse, I just thought it was, she was asleep. The allegations will be disproven as the investigation continues or as a conclusion of the trial. If formal charges are indeed filed, Elkin said she had met Heather a few times in Chicago. When she realized she needed an attorney, she called me him in tears. He said Heather sounded numb when she called his office before her arrest. It appeared to me that she was trying to keep it together. She needed assistance in getting to the embassy and how to go about it. He said he had told her to go to the U.S. consulate in Bali, but she had not managed to make it there before her arrest. He also said he had told her to say nothing to the Indonesian authorities. Elkin says he is not representing Tommy Schaefer and has asked Indonesia authorities not to tell him anything about his case. They about to set his ass up for the okie doke. He said the Indonesian law allowed a suspect to be held up to 20 days without charges. In a bizarre twist, the couple who are being interviewed separately, I told police Mr. Mrs. Mack had been killed by an armed gang who had been take, then taken the two of them captive before they were able to escape. They have been told, they have been told, both told the same story about the armed gang, but clearly there, there's, this is something they have concocted before the arrest, as there's absolutely no evidence on the CCTV cameras to show they were captured by a gang. What's this, uh, Grand Theft Auto? What's happening here? She's gonna make a good movie. From, oh yeah. Yeah, Lifetime can't wait. You know, Lifetime, you know, Lifetime waiting in the wings like Mona. I know everybody Lifetime dick hard. Mm. Or mm, clits. So, clits hard. Mm, go ahead and, in this, uh, wrap this up. However, you're gonna wrap it, cause we already got, we already got our actors. Mm hmm. Uh, reports have emerged telling of Mrs. Von Weiss's Max troubled daughter who is, uh, underst- who, who was understood to have been adopted. An insight into the family background 
and mismatched psychological problems that come from a writer to the Jakarta Post who said she was the same age as Heather, having been friends with her for years. Heather has always been a very disturbed girl. She's extremely spoiled, would often scream and throw things until she got her way. In 2006, Sheila and her husband were vacationing on a cruise ship when something went wrong and her husband cut his foot due to negligence. Sheila sued the cruise ship and won a sizable amount of money. Heather became even crazier with the newly inherited millions. The former friend added, I have absolutely no idea what Tommy saw in Heather or what would bring him to allegedly participate in the murder. Tommy recently lost the love of his life in April. Tommy's longtime girlfriend, Rachel Smiley, passed away in a car accident in Cape Town, South Africa. I guess Tommy and Heather started dating after Rachel's death, and I'm saddened that he got caught up in Heather's insanity. Sheila was an incredibly nice, educated woman. She was always dressed to the nines, even while running errands. If I close my eyes and try to visualize her, an image of Sheila wearing a fur coat and stiletto heels while shopping at the local jewel Osco comes to mind. Miss Mack appeared to have caused numerous problems for her mother and police in Chicago suburb of Oak Park, where the family lived for a number of years. Basically, between 2004 and 2013, I resulted to officers responding to 86 calls from the Mac home. You know what? This reminds this. First of all, this needs to be a movie. I want to watch this. Okay. Yes. It feels like new money. Like they came into some money, but they were not. They were they were able to afford the upscale shit, but they were just like not upscale people. Correct. Uh, by the way, you're off the screen for some reason. Oh, I know, cause I'm getting ready to accident against the race before I refresh. Okay, yeah, yeah, no problem. All right. Let I, me. I didn't know you were going to read the story because I had asked them earlier. Oh, it's cool. It's cool, baby. Don't worry about it. We have them at answer again. You don't understand our love, Mom. White says, steal yourself. White says, Elliot, a story so long and a writer so intrigued, they can only be white, says Joe Spacely. <laughs> singing, little, singing, I'm thinking there's some white people. All right. White people mixed with the darky murderous intent, light-skinned. Swirly-ass couple, sloppy Dexter wanna be white. White supports the full pardon of Marky, of Mark Wahlberg white. Amanda Knox part two will try to use her white girl tears to get Fox News on her side. White is the evil skit her boyfriend's skeet. Her boyfriend shot into her foul womb. Oh. Black, says Parger. Whiter than Iggy Azalea's lips after hours of practicing her bun B voice. Oh. Light skinned black. Mom, I effing hate you. Dad, keep it together, white. Uh, white enough to afford checking in extra bags. GTA Vanderpump rules white. The correct answer is they were black. <laughs> Suck it up. And uh only a couple people got it. And ladies, this is why you don't fuck with light skin, man. Okay? I'm not I'm the just you know, just saying. It's true. Ah. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's double the points, double the race, and we got bonus round to guess the race. So far, people all over the place have some pretty difficult guesses. Let's see if they can get the last one right. Wasn't that worth the wait, guys? Save that story from, like, June. 
I remember when I read that, I was like, what a crazy fucking movie. This needs to be a movie. Yep, Lifetime Couples. Yeah, this is so good. Oh, I'm just I can see a snap coming up next. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. A family in Bali. Uh, two suspects beat a Hebron man nearly to death and set his arm on fire. Just the arm? Uh, it happened shortly after 1 a.m. Thursday. Sheriff's office said Paul Martin Hurst, 33 of Hebron, and Carrie Lee Edwards, 35 of Williamsburg, Virginia, got into an argument with Zachary Swanson, 31 of Hebron, and beat him close to the point of death. Police said the three shared the home with others. The suspects, Hearst Edwards and Hearst and Edwards beat Swanson and then attempted to carve a tattoo off his arm. Oh. Fuck is this? Sons of Anarchy? <laughs> According to investigators, police said the suspects were unsuccessful, so they doused his arm with flammable liquid instead and set it on fire. Oh, shit. Swanson was severely burned and taken to the Pennsylvania Regional Medical Center that later, then later flown out to the burn center in Baltimore. Detectives with the Wicomoki, wait, Wicomico, okay, Wicomico Bureau of Investigation, uh, who are continuing to investigate the incident said there's a strong possibility that those involved are affiliated with the Juggalos, a cult following of the Insane Clown Posse, an American hip-hop duo from Detroit. Yo, Juggalos have made the show a few times. They do not fuck around, man. They will Mm -hmm. fuck you up. I didn't know people took it this serious. Me either. Then and these people, motherfuckers 35, dog, like, then, shit. They know people to dress up like clowns, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't like anything this much. Mm-mm. Nigga, I'll burn your tattoo off, motherfucker. Mm-mm. Um, so they said they, uh, made a potential connection based on the tattoo on Swanson's arm. Hurst and Edwards are each charged with attempted first and second degree murder, first and second degree assault, reckless endangerment, and deadly weapon. Guess the race of Car- Carrie Edwards and Paul Hurst. Let's see what the chat room believes. Uh, give them a second to catch up. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's a delay. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sometimes people got to take their time. Uh, oh, I guess Precast messed up. They they missed some of the story, so they can't guess. Oh. Um, how much did y'all miss? The first half or the second half? I don't know. Was Precast cutting up? I don't That's know. what they said just now. Oh. They said they missed some of the story. Okay. The video feed is off for me. Oh. Should I refresh? You mm. can. I'll stay here. All right. Let me refresh. All right. Wow. Live podcasting, everybody. Um, And it's loading this recast. Uh, let's see here. Um, Put myself back on screen. Uh, Can y'all hear me now? Oh, it says it's been, it's been happening all night, but they missed the whole story. All right, I'll read it again. Fuck it. This is how much I love y'all. Let's see what happens. Uh, Karen, you let me know if, they, if, if I'm wasting my time reading this again. Okay. Uh, check the chat room, see if they can't hear. Two suspects beat a Hebron man nearly to death and set his arm on fire, according to the Wicomico County Sheriff's Office. The incident took place Thursday shortly after 1 a.m. Sheriff's office said Paul Martin Hurst, 33 of Hebron, and Carrie Lee Edwards, 35 of Williamsburg, Virginia, got into an argument with Zachary Swanson, 31 of Hebron, and beat him close to the point of death. The three of them shared a home with others. Now, what the fuck three grown-ass men are doing sharing a home in their 30s and also other people? Like, and like the paint, they've 
faces as clowns and you're not getting paid to do it how much is the rent on this motherfucker must be high the suspects hearst and edwards beat swanson and then attempted to carve a tattoo off his arm police say the suspects were unsuccessful so they doused swanson's arm with flammable liquid instead and set it on fire so i guess he's out of sam crow swanson Ah! was severely burned and taken to peninsula regional medical center then later flown to a burn center in baltimore detectives with the wikamico bureau of investigation who are continuing to investigate the incident said there's a strong possibility that those involved are affiliated with the juggalos a cult following of the insane clown posse an american hip-hop duo from detroit investigators say they made the potential connection based on the tattoo on swanson's arm Hearst and Edwards are each charged with attempted first and second degree murder, first and second degree assault, reckless endangerment, and deadly weapon. Guess the race. All right. Did they hear that one this time? Mm-hmm. I think, I think, okay. Seemed like they did here. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, y'all guess the race. Blacks don't set people on fire. Just slap the fire out of them. White. <laughs> Va, VA, Woo. Wizite. They PBR drinking white, three names a piece white, white, white ICP fans, white master race. The correct answer is white White. homie. Don't play that. The correct answer is white. You guys all got it right. Um, feel like juggalos is a giveaway. Oh, did that picture leave? I thought I had no, put it I up there. I see it. Okay. But yeah, that's them, guys. Uh, Are there any black gigolos? Uh, probably. It's got to be, right? I'm assuming that it is. I don't know. All I know is every time we read about them, they are fucking somebody up. Right. So I am not um, fucking with them, dog. Y'all got it. Y'all win. Uh, all right. Let's get to sword ratchetness, guys. Um boom all right where's my sound effects oh and that's how it happens every time a uh, woman was with a sword robbed a pharmacy on Mark Brown Road, said the police. A woman with a sword robbed a pharmacy into the Chartwell Medical Center recently. Police say the woman went into Feldman's Pharmacy around 4.40 p.m. and demanded money. An employee provided the money and the woman left. Nobody was injured in the robbery. The suspect was described as a black woman. Hmm, that is odd. Who was approximately 5 foot 10 tall. How tall is red? I know, right? What is this? This still happened in Florida. This happened in Maryland, but I don't oh, know. I was she, about to say, she was on Twitter she for. She was on Twitter for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. She could have been up there in the area. I could see yeah. this. She was wearing a heavy tan jacket with a hood, jeans, and black gloves, according to police, who said she was also wearing black gloves and carrying a black backpack. So I don't know. This might somebody check Red's whereabouts. I noticed on Twitter she. She was off for like 20 hours. Okay, See if she out on Instagram spending money or anything. Uh, and uh, last one for for sore ratchetness. 
uh a reservoir hill man 62 years old charged with attacking his family members with a sword 62 years old going after the family during kwanzaa uh he's facing four counts of attempted first degree murder after attacking family members with a sword type knife that's what we like to call a sword guys uh police say alan victor lambertus got upset when his 17 year old granddaughter refused to leave the family home well she said she was caring for a relative with medical problems lambertus retrieved a three to four foot long knife and began swinging it at her when police arrived three to four that's a sword three to four foot long knife you ain't never bought that from fucking walmart you hear my four foot knife i need to cut this ham that's more than half my height when police arrived a woman was suffering from a deep cut to her neck as well as cuts to her hand and the top of her head two other victims were found in the second floor bedroom one of them suffered a cut that nearly severed a portion of her hand the other had been stabbed in the shoulder stabbing women Police who responded to the scene evacuated occupants from the home because they believed Lambertus was possibly barricaded in the basement with explosives. Explosives? This motherfucker was crazy. Ah! Uh, according to police report, Lambertus was later located in an alley. Police did not say where the explosives were found. They were not immediately able to recover the knife. Lambertus's girlfriend, who has been who he has been with for thirty years and had a child with, but would never marry, guess the race, told police she never married him due to his anger problems. But she would have a child and let him stay around his her family. She was also injured in the incident. Court records show Lambertus was being held without bond pending a bail review. Damn. That's why you can't trust these motherfuckers with these swords. Stay with them 30 years and it's never long enough. Ever. Ever. All right, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Go to tweaked.io.com. Code TBGWT. I guess tomorrow should be at 530. We should have R to the edgy. Nick Jew. No underscore and justin so should be pretty ratchet right Um, and we probably won't have a show christmas eve so that'll be our last show uh for the week so we'll see you guys tomorrow until then i love you i love you too baby